I just completed 10,000 days in hardcore Minecraft. But before I show you any more of that, we need to go all the way back to the beginning in 2019 when I created my world. This was during the COVID-19 lockdown when everyone had to stay home, and I figured I would start a brand new hardcore world as a way to pass the time. As the months passed, the world became something special to me, more than just a world. It became my own personal project that I valued greatly. Over the years that I've played this world, I started my YouTube channel, made content, and had a ton of fun with my hobby. So over the next few hours, you're not only going to experience the tale of my world, but also see how I've changed as a person and progressed along the way. So sit back and relax while I show you the story of how I survived 10,000 days in hardcore Minecraft. Here we are, everyone. Oh man, I'm so excited to start this world. Hold on, pause. Pause. I said pause. Jeez, editing one, but go back. So something you should know about this world is that I didn't actually record anything until day 5,000. The reason for that is that when I started the world, it was just for myself. I had no plans on making a YouTube channel. However, as I built more things, my friends suggested that I post my builds on social media. As more and more people began to see what I had created, I realized that this world was something bigger than just my own personal project. The world has become something that has brought literally millions of people people from all around the globe together through the form of videos. I've decided that in this video, I will recap the first 5,000 days of my world, then put all of my content into one mega video so that you can have the ultimate experience learning about everything I've done in over 3,000 hours of gameplay. So back when I created my world, it was 2019 and I began it in the 1.14 update. This was my first ever hardcore world, season one, or as I like to call it, Aikenwood. I picked that name because I'm a big fan of the Lord of the Rings and I feel that it has the same sort of vibe as some of the names from the books. As I spawned in, I made it my primary goal to get geared up as quickly as possible. I got myself some tools, iron armor, and a shield. I always say a shield is the most important thing at the beginning of a hardcore world because you can block attacks from mobs. After that, I made a massive wheat farm so I could have a reliable source of food. I then created the starter house and I wanted to go all out with it. I decided to make it look pretty fancy on the exterior and interior. I knew I would probably be staying here for the foreseeable future so I wanted to have a nice place. From there I created a mine on the side of a mountain and I built a staircase to travel quickly from top to bottom. I even found a spider spawner early on which I then turned into a mini farm. And from there I spent hours mining for diamonds and XP, at which point I created an enchantment table and enchanted my tools and maxed my armor. After getting armor I decided I would build a better sugarcane farm than the one I had around my base. So I gathered materials and then quickly built a flying machine based design. Next to the sugarcane farm I also built a quick creeper farm by following a tutorial. I had plans to get elytra soon and I wanted to have all the farms necessary to make unlimited fireworks. Next to the two farms I created a simple chunk based slime farm and a double skeleton spawner XP farm. From there I went to the nether and used an ender pearl to get on top of the nether ceiling to create the first of my gold farms. At this point I had played about 250 days on my world and now had all the required farms to begin construction of the first of my many mega bases. 
pieces. Over the span of about 500 days, I created a massive white concrete wall, a glass dome on top, and then filled it in completely with a mixture of snow and cobwebs. From there, I created a villager trading hall with every enchantment book selling for only one emerald. Also a super smelter, more farms, and a ton of little houses. The idea for this base was to make it almost like a snow globe with a medieval village inside of it. After the dome base was completed, I went back to the spawn of the world where I made a cool library. There was a tutorial for this build online and it just seemed perfect for that plot of land. While building the library, I was also attacked by some pillagers and I decided I would try to fight my first ever raid where I got my first ever totem of undying. Now that I had a totem, I decided to travel deep into the nether to find a fortress. All right, here we go. After obtaining three wither skeleton skulls, I fought the wither and made a beacon. This was a big milestone for me because it was here that I realized I had the necessary skills to finally take on the ender dragon after almost 1000 days of playing. I made some eyes of ender, found the stronghold, and then entered the end where I very nearly died and almost lost all of my progress. However, that first totem came in clutch and saved the day. After nearly dying, I took the rest of the fight very carefully and ended up beating the Ender Dragon. From there I went end busting and then got my first ever Elytra. I played 1000 days, built many farms, a mega base, some buildings that spawn, beat the Wither, the Ender Dragon, and got perfect armor and tools. By all standards, I was doing well, and now that I had gotten past the early stage of the game, it was time to begin work on my more ambitious plans for the world. Just before we continue, I want to tell you about my plans for 2023. I want to make it the craziest year we've ever had on YouTube. And to do that, I'll make a deal with you. At the end of the year, I'm going to blow up one TNT for every subscriber this channel has. If you want to see millions of TNT explode and you want to try to crash my PC, go ahead and reserve your TNT by clicking the button below. Alright, let's get right back to it. I started by building almost every farm imaginable. A gravity block farm for concrete, a little iron farm, a guardian farm, a wither rose farm, a tunnel bore, a trident farm, an automatic wither killing machine, a nether fortress farm, a raid farm, a ghast farm, a magma cube farm, hoglin farm, a new gold farm, a new iron farm, a blaze farm, a wood farm, a new gunpowder farm, an enderman farm, an absolutely enormous slime farm, an ice farm, and finally, an XP gold farm. Now you might think all of this is a little overkill and you'd be right. But when I started this world, I had the goal to make it the best world I had ever played on. And to make the builds I had planned, I needed to have the farms to collect all the blocks. With my new farms, I first went south a few hundred blocks where I created a medieval Japanese themed village. I made sure to put walls, beacons, floating lights, and lots of houses in the area. And once I had decorated the interiors of all of them, I was very happy with what I had created. From there I went back to the spawn area where a massive tree was added. I built many houses with full interiors as well as some totem poles surrounding the area. The idea is that the poles give energy to the city and keep it running. At this point I had long since passed 2,500 days and keep in mind that I'm speeding past most of the things I did. There were loads of times that I very nearly died. I also placed many easter eggs around the world for future me to find. There were lots of little things I had done like breeding a massive wolf army, made an alike flying course, made a full netherite beacon, collected enchanted golden apples, and upgraded the farm area into the industrial district. 
I was a busy, busy man to say the least. And the next 700 days, I made my first ever storage system that I called the Alexa storage system. The idea behind the name is that because the Amazon Alexa Echo Dot can do pretty much anything, and the storage system can sort pretty much anything. I figured, why not call it the Alexa storage system? Okay, for real, now that I look back at that, I got no clue what I was thinking. From there, I thought it would be cool to make a humongous map of my entire world. I mined out a massive underground room and then decorated that room by putting a table in the middle, lava surrounding that, and then a mine shaft surrounding that. After which, I spent a couple hundred days testing my mental capacity by building a map over 800 maps large. This this build was one of my favorites though because it allowed me to see everything I had previously done from a single place. My world was just over 3600 days old. This was the point where I showed some of my friends what I had built so far, and they were completely amazed. Now this was surprising to me because I never really thought my world was anything special, but when they told me what I had done was amazing, I decided I would do two things. First of which was to start recording whatever I thought was important in the hopes that someday I might create a video. Secondly, I stopped sleeping in my world. And the idea behind never sleeping again is that when you sleep, you skip the night and the day count goes up quicker. By not sleeping, you play longer for each day, meaning if I ever hit a massive milestone like 10,000 days, I would have actually played something like 20,000 days and would have an even more insane world. By day 3600, I felt like I had completed quite a bit. My spawn area was full of builds I was proud of. However, the nether was quite the opposite. So I decided to create a nether hub, a place that I could be proud of. I was inspired by what Cubfan had created on the Hermitcraft server, so I first decided I would make a massive concrete cylinder. I then decorated it with a 13,000 block pixel art that I had to create by hand. Keep in mind, I didn't have Lightmatica at this point, so this required me going through and placing each block by looking at a separate picture. Once the nether hub was finished, it looked super sweet. Around day 4400, I decided I would take a quick break from the builds and start trying to complete the rest of the achievements I had never gotten. Like 2x2, two two, all mobs killed, and how did we get here? Once I had gotten all the achievements, I realized something about my world. I valued it greatly. I realized that because this was hardcore mode, I could at any point lose it to the smallest of things like a creeper attack. I heard about a device that I could create that would make my world essentially peaceful mode. It would turn off all mob spawning and ensure that I would have much better odds at surviving. This device was called a mob switch. I very quickly built it and once it was complete, I was amazed to see that even at nighttime, no mobs would spawn. Once the mob switch was in, I created a massive wave machine using 1500 minecarts and honestly dude, this thing is so satisfying. From there I used a machine designed by my friend Nam to make a 100,000 block long cobblestone path. I put a railway on it and then had what I believe to be the longest railway anyone has ever made in a single player hardcore world. I also spent about 200 days creating a huge transformation of the jungle temple, on top of which I put my netherite beacon, and inside of which I put an upgraded villager trading hall. The last thing I did before 5,000 days was create a huge monument for the rest of my beacons. Finally, with day 5,000 nearing, I decided to clean up around my world, clearing all the chest monsters, adding touch-ups to my houses, and really just making the world feel complete. Once the day came around, I sat down and celebrated hitting 5,000 days in hardcore the only way I knew how. At this point, I had played on my world for about 1,200 hours and had a ton that I was proud of. 
I decided to spend about a month editing a recap video to upload to my channel. This was the first ever video I had ever made, and I was amazed when it completely blew up. New people were finding the channel, and the subscriber count skyrocketed. My friends and I were blown away. As nerve-wracking as it was now having an audience to watch my content, I had probably the best couple months of my life working on the Ocean Monument base with viewers, streaming it almost every day, and learning more about YouTube along the way. It was nearly 300 hours later on day 6000 that I finished the ocean base. At which point I decided that in addition to streaming, I would start posting videos of my projects. Which catches us up to when I first created my Castle Island video. So without further ado, let's get into that one. I previously transformed this entire island into the shape of a massive skull. Now I'm going to be building a humongous castle on top and call it Hogwarts. This is by far the largest project I've ever done. It took me over 100 hours. So please stick around to the end of the video and I promise you won't regret it. All right, let's start with the first build. It's gonna be really complex. So I think we should begin with the framework. I'm gonna get all of my gross mushroom blocks because they're really easy to use and remove when we're finished. I'm sorry, little mushroom. Your home is about to become a concrete jungle. We're gonna start by making a basic layout of the lowest layer and then dividing the parts within the zone into sections. So this is what I got now. It looks kind of weird at the moment, but I promise when we build a bit more, it's gonna be really something spectacular. Next, I need to work with the height of the castle. We're gonna start with the base portion and then add some pillars and boom! I would just like to add a few extra towers dotted around because come on, it's a castle. They have a lot of towers. Now I need to get the walls in. I think I'm gonna be using a mixture of blocks, mostly stone, stone bricks, and then cracked stone bricks. This is definitely not gonna be enough. I have this insane farm I built a couple of hundred days ago that produces 120,000 cobblestone per hour. That's so much that I might explode just thinking about it. Okay, if we flick this, yes! There we go, it's producing cobblestone. Let's just sit and wait for a few minutes to get enough. Here we are. As you can see, there's quite a bit of cobblestone. Stone. But now I need to cook it and turn all of it into normal stone. As you can imagine, that's not going to be easy to cook 100,000 stone. But fortunately, I have a super smelter inside of the ocean monument base. Boom, bada bam. I got a load of stone. Let's turn these bricks into stone bricks and then cook those. Here we are. We got a ton of stone and bricks. I just started working on the first couple blocks, and as you can see, these blocks are pretty randomized. That's because I'm placing the blocks while spinning my mouse really fast. These phantoms won't leave me alone. And before you guys tell me to sleep in the comments, I refuse to sleep because I want my phantom statistics to be extremely high. I've spent the past six hours building just the walls up and I've already gone through 30,000 blocks. What have I gotten myself into? We just need to do the higher part of the castle and add some walls, blocks here, and done. Sweet, the first step with the castle is done. It's pretty basic, so now we're gonna work on the detailing. After traveling to my villagers and robbing them for cheap trades, I enchanted myself with a couple of pickaxes and went to the nether. Yes, there's the fortress I need. I just love that beacons can go through bedrock. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so I decided to use nether bricks for the castle. There isn't a great way of farming them, so... We got a bunch of bricks. Now we need some andesite. Ladies and gentlemen, diorite officially has a purpose. Woo! 
I just found out that you can craft two cobblestone and two diorite to craft four andesite. Now I wish I hadn't thrown all my diorite out before. Goodbye, filthy diorite. <laughs> well now, after several hours of collecting these blocks, I kind of wasted even more time to figure out some designs for the roof of the castle. Here we are, we're now 15 hours into this project and got a fancy roof. There's just one more thing I need, and those are dragon eggs. You heard me right. I want hundreds of dragon eggs. Just trust me on this one, they'll look really cool. But the bigger problem is how we're going to even get them. So after doing some research, I saw that I needed a stronghold. Here we go, let's power this thing. Okay, now we need to apparently break these guys. So this is day one, hour zero of mining this block. Bruh. I'm just kidding. We need some mushrooms. Please don't ruin anything. Yes! Only three more times. Okay, now let's build the farm itself. I just finished, I only have one dragon egg. So if this fails, then it's lost forever. Yay, we got a bunch of these eggs. I placed some of the eggs on the highest points of the roof that I had made, only to realize that the edges were kind of plain. Let's try adding some nether brick fences and iron bars. The big reveal? Wow, that looks so sick. Just imagine when we copy this design over the entire castle. Although, if I'm gonna be using these bricks, I think I need a better way to farm them. Let's create a quarry. Right here looks fine. I have a couple of shulker boxes, and this pickaxe is gonna be destroyed. But I just need a buttload of nether rack. All that's left to do is to cook all of these blocks. Not all these blocks are done, but let's go ahead and use what we got. It turns out that I needed around 8,000 nether bricks. That's kind of a lot to place. Well, there's a problem. My super smelter doesn't seem to be working. Oh, I ran out of fuel. I think that means I'm gonna have to run to my wither skeleton farm and gather some fuel. Okay, now if we load this into the smelter, everything should be good. I got back to work on the roofs and... So this is taking a while longer than I expected. I'm getting kind of bored. So I think I'm gonna change things up and we're gonna start working on the towers as well. I'm using spruce logs for the pillars of the roofs and all in all, it's looking pretty good. Now I wanna pause here and do one thing. But first, let's grab some hoppers and some anvils. And in three, two, one, we got ourselves a cool little, uh, big gate. Perfect. Now let's get the lower parts of the roofs done. And we should start coming up with a plan for the upper sections. Yeah, this whole area is kind of plain. I think we should copy the tower designs like so, and maybe add a sort of ring-like roof around these two towers. How's that? I'm also going to quickly add some railings around the whole castle to make sure we don't, well, slip. Perfect. We're gonna leave the roof clear for now because in the future I plan on building a massive dragon attacking the castle. So guys, we have a little dilemma. The front looks meh. Maybe if we add some cobblestone and then some iron bars, Yes! Also, how about a platform above the entrance? Speaking of the entrance, let's get some big doors in. Okay, now around this area. I think we should use some spruce logs and stone to create an elevated walkway. Guys, I ran out of logs. Oh no, I forgot, my tree farm exploded. 
How about instead we create a mega tree like this? And then I can get some TNT right here. And yeah, this isn't the best, obviously, but it's not bad. There, we got quite a few stacks. Now it's time to get back working on those platforms again. Yeah, so I may have gotten a little carried away, and I made this area look really cool. Along the way, somehow a phantom got stuck in this boat, so I guess he's gonna stay there forever. Next, I plan to divide this whole area into two sections by building a big wall. Here's some cool scaffolding. Dude, this is looking so sick, but not so much this area. Let's begin by changing the floor to something a little better. I wanna keep it pretty gray to match the castle. What if we use stone, andesite, cobble, and dead coral? Okay, so to get coral, I need to find a reef. And uh, get a beacon. Okay, now I should be able to mine this stuff pretty quickly. We just boat around. Nice. We definitely got enough now. Okay. I also think maybe we should add some pathways in this area to make it look better. These pathways definitely don't work. Yes. Okay, great. This area is looking pretty fancy. I think now we should fill it out. I'm going to start with a fountain. Oh, that looks so good. Now, these three buildings, I hope, make this empty area feel better. I think we should build a barracks over here for the army of this empire. Maybe over here we can put a stables for the horses that the king might own. And yeah, over here, how about a house for the guests who come to the kingdom? The barracks, we're definitely going to keep it simple and match it to the rest of the castle. But I think we should use a different block for the roof. How about red nether brick? What do we need for red nether bricks? Ah, why are these so expensive? Okay, so I got Pooper Scooper Jr. here, and on it there's Fortune 3. Now I think if I mine this nether wart field I made here, yes, I got quite a bit of warts. That is not a sentence I want used out of context. Okay, next we'll use our nether bricks to create red bricks. All right, I feel like it's time to start placing the roof. Okay, there's definitely nothing quick about this. Nice, this place looks awesome. Just one more thing, I wanna try to make a sword on the front. Uh, that kind of looks like a sword. Yeah, that should work fine. Now, I'd like to make a stable for the horses that I definitely have. All right, for the inside area, I want to put a place to keep the horses, and then maybe over here we can do something where they have, like, rodeos. Okay, then, finally, I'm gonna build a house over here. This looks somewhat okay. Let me just get some details. Wow, this area is really coming along. We just have two more things that I want to do to finish this castle. I want to first make this area full of life. I had this cool thought of making it almost like a market. How about we start by building a couple of market stands out here? I realized I need some wool. Fortunately, we got this crazy wool farm. Now let's build these things. I think those definitely work. Next, I'm gonna build a couple of carts and wagons full of barrels and food. This whole area looks pretty great except for over there. So a little backstory, you know how villagers are kind of horrible? And you know how old kingdoms had a place to, well, like, eliminate horrible people? Well, how's this? If you're wondering what his crime was, he, uh, uh well, uh, didn't say good morning. <gasps> That now concludes the entire front part of the castle, and I gotta admit, this is probably my best build ever. But there's a problem, I said the front part, this back looks kinda poop, and I'm not gonna pull a green on you guys, so give me just a minute to fix this.
And with this block, we are officially finished with the entire castle. With all of my hard work put into the castle, I felt like I deserved a break from the island. So I put the project on hold and began work on a much more massive project. I'm going to build a beacon larger than anyone has ever done. This is by far the biggest and most insane project I've ever done, taking hours of planning, scouting, and dedication. Make sure to stick around for the whole video. It took me over 100 hours to make, and I promise you'll enjoy it. This project is going to require a lot of planning, so let's begin with the first step, planning the beacon. The current world record is held by Shulkercraft. They built a beacon in their survival series that has a base of 384 by 384 blocks, consisting of exactly 148,225 blocks of emeralds. That is not going to be an easy record to beat. Well guys, here we are. I have literally no clue how to begin this project. I suppose we should do some research. I spent a few minutes looking up how to get large amounts of emeralds when I landed on a stacking raid farm by Cow King. Apparently, it can make about 60,000 emeralds in 1.18 Minecraft. Guys, this farm looks really good. The only issue is to build it. I need a huge list of items. So the first item on the list is glass. The nice thing is that I have a villager trading hall with lots of villagers that sell glass for really cheap. Next up, I need some hoppers, approximately 344 of them. Each hopper uses five pieces of iron, so that means I need 1,720 iron ingots. Iron will be really easy to get because I have an iron farm made by Nembomb that produces 9,000 iron per hour. With just a few minutes of work everyone, we now have all the hoppers. The rest of the farm's materials are going to be pretty easy to collect. Here is everything needed to build the farm. The next step is, well, to build the farm. I did some research and arrived at a problem. Look at the amount of redstone in this machine. There is just no way I can build this without a tutorial. And to make matters worse, there literally isn't a single tutorial on the internet for this farm. That didn't set me back, however. I quickly found that by using a mod called Lightmatica, I could easily build the farm. Lightmatica works almost like a Lego set. If you've ever built a Lego set, you'll know that you build it layer by layer with the instructions telling you exactly where to place the Legos. And that's pretty much how Lightmatica works. You build it layer by layer following the instructions. This is literally the exact thing I needed. Here we are guys, I just lined up the hologram of the farm to the correct location, and all I need to do from here is to build it. By using Lightmatica, the farm took about 5 hours to create, however, I did run into some issues. Okay, apparently there are some blocks that are placed incorrectly somewhere in the storage system. I need to find a way to fix them. Now, if I break this block, hopefully nothing goes wrong. Alright, good! Now what about this one? No, no, what did I do? After clearly having a lot of fun building the farm, I had placed all of the blocks and had to do one more thing to get it working. I needed to collect four villagers and to put them into pods, as well as to find evokers, name tag them, and then put them into their correct locations. Well, I'm not too worried about the villagers. As long as we can get them into boats and then move them to the ocean, the rest should be pretty easy. I have four villagers here. All we need to do is to get them into the correct locations. 
I'm going to build a water tower that will lift the villagers upwards. Here goes the first one. Please don't die. Oh gosh, get in. All right, great. Only three more to go. Here you go, two more, one more. Oh, oh shoot, what did I do? No, 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 no. My villager died. After getting another villager and making sure everything was correct, I only needed to get the evokers. So guys, my plan is to fly to this pillager outpost and get a level 5 bad omen effect. Here we are. Now that I have the effect, I need to find a village to start a raid. I'm pretty sure the same villages before will work. <laughs> yes, we got the first wave spawning in. Perfect. Do you guys see that over there? That's an evoker. We need to get him into a boat. Ayo, buddy, get in, get in. I have candy. Ayo, what the... All right, good. Make sure that we have our chest plate on and let's move to the water. My goodness, these vexes hurt. After I had gotten the evoker to an island, I created a huge railway. Okay, now let's just move this guy onto the rail and we should be all good. Just to make one thing clear, I was not good. I found out the hard way that when there are a lot of vexes, things can go downhill very quickly. Oh my gosh, my heart is racing. That could have been the end of our world. After learning my lesson, I decided to be very cautious. Yes, that's the first one. Let me go ahead and get the next three in. After just a few hours of moving evokers and fighting raids, I was almost ready to test the farm. We just need some shulker boxes to put into this system. If I'm not deceived, yes, we have a ton of shulker shells. This will definitely make enough boxes. It didn't. And now I think for real, it's time to test our farm. I have less than 100 levels and it's 8 p.m. on Friday night. I'm gonna watch this farm run and if it goes well, then I'm gonna let it go overnight. Let's just hope that nothing goes wrong. Fortunately, everything went well, or so I thought. Well, it appears that from just that one night, I made over 400,000 emeralds. The issue is, is that I'm almost out of shulker boxes. I'm going to stock this machine with so many shulker boxes that there is no way I can run out. I ran out. It's now the next day, and what do you know, I have about 700 shulkers of emeralds. I also ran out of boxes again. Let me just make sure that we will definitely have enough. Yes, we did this time. Perfect, everyone. After another day of waiting, I now have all the emeralds I'll need. I collected just over 1,300 shulker boxes full of emeralds. It took just over 40 hours of AFKing to collect. But once we finish this beacon, it will be 100% worth it. I have been dreading this part. I gotta craft over 2.2 million emeralds into blocks. What better way than to start, than to start? This time-lapse you're watching took me over four and a half hours. That's how long it took me to craft all of these blocks. I figured out a fast method of crafting where I would throw a bunch of emeralds onto the ground and then craft them all up at once. Once I was finished, I was left with nearly three double chests full of shulker boxes full of blocks of emeralds, or just over a quarter million blocks. Now that I had just over 250,000 emeralds, it was time for the hardest part, to actually build it. But this wasn't as simple as just starting. This beacon is gonna be a big boy, and it's gonna need the perfect location. Guys, I did some planning. I think it would be cool to make the beacon 501 by 501 blocks wide on the lowest layer. I think the ocean will be the perfect place to build this because of how open it is. This area actually looks perfect. It's completely open, which means I shouldn't have to remove any land. Well, here comes the fun part. We just gotta begin. 
As I had previously mentioned, the base of the beacon was 501 by 501. This means that just for the lowest layer, I have to use 2002 blocks of emeralds. It's official! The first layer is done! Now before I move on, I want to run back to my iron farm and get tons of iron blocks. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Now, I need about 32 nether stars. I may or may not have fought 11 withers at once, three times in a row. Okay, now I need to turn all of these into beacons, just like that. Back to the build, the reason I need all these beacons is that by placing them around the edge, I can power them with the speed effect. This means that when I'm walking backwards placing the blocks, I will be moving much quicker. I think the only thing to do from here is to begin work on the first side. Here we are, after about four hours of placing blocks. That is actually unbelievable. Can you believe that that is only 10% of the entire build? It's day two, everyone. I plan to finish this whole side by the end of the day. Building the beacon was pretty repetitive, but the worst part about it was that I was constantly being attacked by phantoms. Oh my gosh, it's another round of phantoms. However, after another three hours of work, I was on the last couple of rows. Oh my goodness, everyone. I'm nearly done. I feel like my finger is gonna die. Yes, I can go to bed now. Day three, I began very eagerly. The first couple of rows were the exact same, and after much work and time, I was finally at the point of 100,000 blocks placed. Remember, the previous record by Shulkercraft is 148,225 blocks. We're not even halfway finished, and we're about to beat that. I'll admit, I'm beginning to get a bit tired of this build. And I was thinking about something. Look at this. The beacon starts at sea level, or Y equals 63. If we fly to the top, you can see that it ends at Y equals 313. The new build limit in 1.18 is 320. So what if I just add a couple extra layers so that it ends at max build height? This way, if I ever decide to make the beacon larger, the only possible way to do it is to make it go into the ground. I added a couple more layers onto each side, and by the end of day four, I had the first two sides finished, spanning 515 by 515 blocks in each direction. What I didn't realize is that by expanding the beacon, I created a huge problem for later on. It's day five of building the beacon, guys. I think I'm gonna just listen to my audiobook and grind out a bunch of layers. I ended up placing a total of 200,000 blocks by the end of the third side. But now the issue from before was really arising. Guys, look at my day count. We're getting kinda close to 6,500 days, and I plan on making a video to celebrate it. The issue is, I need to put this beacon in the video, and if I don't finish, I can't. To make matters worse, because I expanded the beacon base before, I no longer will have enough emerald blocks to finish. This means I need to spend a couple of hours at the raid farm to get the required materials. Okay, it's been a few hours, I definitely have enough emeralds to finish, but I won't bother crafting them until I have run out of the ones I already have. So let's get back to the building. The fourth side of the beacon took the longest, but it was also the most satisfying. 
I couldn't help but look at the work periodically. The insane thing was now that I was on day 6,499 and I had run out of emeralds. If I wanted to finish the beacon in time, it would be a close call. I am really stressing out. I just need to craft these blocks, but it's taking a long time because I'm literally shaking. This needs to get done in the next 20 minutes. Okay, calm down and just place the blocks. There it is, the sun is rising. We have just until the end of the day to finish. And guys, this is it, the final row. The sun has still a few minutes. The last block is done. Yeah. Well, after 100 hours of work, I had set the new world record for the largest beacon with exactly 265,299 blocks of emeralds in it. I did it all in hardcore, which made things even more insane. But all in all, I'm proud that with lots of hard work and determination, the largest ever beacon was set. Well, the beacon is done. However, I sort of want to go for another world record. So how about we collect some diamonds? Today, I'm gonna tell you the entire story of how I spent over two years of my life attempting to set a world record. Watch how I created a 40 million block perimeter, collected over 15,000 diamonds, and found myself several enchanted golden apples, all while doing it in hardcore Minecraft. Just before we get into the video, I want to tell you about a goal of mine. I really want to be sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, just for the memes. I don't even care about the money, I just need this sponsorship. However, I got a comment saying that they won't allow me a sponsorship until I reach 500,000 subscribers. Please help me complete this really weird goal of mine by clicking the subscribe button and let's make this sponsorship happen. So I tried finding who had the current world record for the most diamonds in a single world. The most I could find were a few people who had each built a couple diamond beacons with over 1400 diamonds. With a little more research, I found a server called Psycraft that had over 100,000 diamonds. However, Psycraft is a survival world with many players contributing to that record. So I plan on doing this by myself in a single player world while also in hardcore. So I suppose let's just collect as many diamonds as we can and hopefully we can beat the record. I did some calculations. In the old 1.16 Minecraft update, diamonds could spawn anywhere from y equals 0 to y equals 16. And in the new 1.18 update, they spawn from y15 to y negative 63. This means that if I find somewhere older in my world to mine all of my diamonds, I will get extra diamonds because the two updates of diamonds overlap. I also heard somewhere that diamonds spawn more often in a desert biome. I don't think that's quite true. However, let's just do our mining in the desert just in case. Now everyone, here is the desert I found. I don't really know how to do it, but I'd like to clear this land in maybe a 400 by 400 block squared bedrock. Let me just do some math on that real quick. Oh my goodness. That would be over 20 million blocks. To understand the true scale of how much that is, let's say I mined one block a second without sleeping until I finished. That would take just over 33 weeks of real lifetime to complete. That shouldn't be too bad because I already spend that much time watching Peppa Pig. Okay. 
Well, in all seriousness, if I decide to mine this area, I would probably have to drop out of school to do it. To make matters worse, I need to finish this project in three weeks. I have a vacation coming up, and if it's not done by then, the video has to be scrapped. Well, if mining this area isn't an option, what else can we try? Perhaps withers? No, 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 no. These guys are way too dangerous. Okay, TNT is going to be the next best thing. Rather than literally placing millions of blocks of TNT, we can use TNT machines that literally drop an infinite amount of TNT. I quickly found this machine here. It's a design by Rayworks that moves back and forth, dropping TNT each way. By using this machine, we can drop over 10,000 TNT on the land per hour. Now, there is another problem with this. I used this machine once before to clear out my slime farm, and the big problem I was running into was the lava in the water. The slime farm took me roughly 40 hours to create, and this area here is over five times as large, which means that even using TNT would take 200 hours. Now let's be honest, this is much better on time, but I still don't want to spend 800 in-game days clearing a hole. What if there's a machine that could clear all of the water and lava automatically? And now you're all caught up to the present where I currently am. I just found this crazy machine called a World Eater. This absolute gargantuan piece of machinery can blow up an area 33 by 33 chunks wide, which is just over 35 million blocks in total. The best part about this machine is that it can also clear liquids away as well. Oh, and did I mention that it can get all of this done in about 60 hours? Seriously! That is an insane increase in time, from the original 33 weeks of mining down to just 60 hours. But oh, what I didn't realize is that this machine has one fatal flaw making it so, so much harder to build than I expected. Now, how do we build this machine? Well, look at that insane amount of slime blocks. I am so happy that we have this epic slime farm. Honestly, we dodged a bullet there. This one is going to be a little harder. We basically need an entire shulker box of pistons as well as observers. Okay, pistons need redstone, wood, iron, finally cobble. A lot of cobble. Okay, now we just need the observers. These require some quartz, redstone, and more cobble. Perfect! Looking at the rest of these items, I don't think we should have too much trouble gathering them up. Here we are! We got all the materials now and we simply have to build the machine. Let's be honest, building this machine without a tutorial would take weeks. From what I could find, there isn't a great tutorial for this machine, so I think we need to turn to Plan B, Lightmatica. Lightmatica is basically a mod that tells you exactly how to place the blocks in the machine layer by layer. I call it the Lego Set mod because of how similar it is to building a Lego set by following the steps. I spent the next few hours setting up the machine, and this was actually really satisfying because what should have taken days was condensed into just a matter of hours. Here we are everyone, I just finished and now it's time to begin running it. Wait! Pause. Remember how I mentioned that this machine has a huge problem with it? Well, I need to clear trenches around the machine all the way to bedrock. We're gonna call this big machine Dwayne Johnson. Okay. For Dwayne Johnson to work, there can't be blocks underneath the actual redstone. And to make these trenches for Dwayne Johnson, we need to build a smaller flying machine that we can call, I don't know, Tom Cruise. Okay, seriously, out of anyone I could have picked, why did I go with them? 
So I guess we need to get all the materials for this smaller machine. Actually, this was not that hard to collect because most of the items were repeats from the earlier machine. This is the first machine. Let's go. If I just break this block, it all begins. I'm going to just let this machine run and see how far it goes. Okay, so the machine had a bit of trouble. I just need to clear all the floating blocks away. I also want to try to collect all the ores I can. Yo, we're at diamond level. I'm gonna collect all the diamonds I find and I'll let you know what I get. I just found an enchanted golden apple. Haha, <laughs> that is number 34 for the collection. Well, anyways, I'll keep going and let you know what happens. As the hours passed, the machine got lower and lower. I also started to get a rather large diamond collection. After the first trench was done, we literally have this many diamonds. The second trench was the same as the first. As I ran into lava pools, I also used a trick discovered by SB737 to clear them away. By placing scaffolding on the ground, it's really easy to clear large amounts of lava away. Well, now that's the second trench done, so I guess we can begin on the third side. Okay, these final two sides need to be much larger. Hopefully this machine will work fine. As the hours passed, my collection of ores grew. However, I ran into a massive issue. Holy piglet in a car on a semi-truck. That is a lot of obsidian. Oh, I have to remove all of it. I also need to get rid of all this water. Bro, why is there all of this lava? No joke, I spent about 12 hours clearing this one area of land. There were about 5,000 water sources, 1,000 obsidian pieces, and 25,000 lava sources. But once I had finished, it was time to continue. Literally, that third side took me about 40 hours. It was one of the most horriblest things I had ever done. But now it was time for the fourth side. As I started the fourth side, I was legitimately worried that it would be the same as the third. However, I simply put in the hours to get it done. Seriously, I watched the movie Interstellar like 10 times while doing this project. By day seven, the four trenches were done. I felt so darn good with myself. And in all the time, I managed to collect over 500 diamond ores. Imagine what we are gonna get when we mine all of those with Fortune 3. I had wasted my life in a block game for over 50 hours. Now it was time to run the machine. This was the climax of my journey to this point. This machine needs to work. If it doesn't, I'll probably just give up. Here we go, in three, Two, one. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, why, why is it going up again? Why are we lagging so much? Yes, it's working. All of my time had paid off. Now the time to mine all of the diamonds was arriving. Imagine if we found over 500 diamonds in just the trenches. What would we find in an area this large? As the machine worked and lowered down layers and layers, all I had to do was to make sure to pause it whenever it ran into obsidian. Another god apple, number 35. The machine continued, and then the diamonds began to appear. I also decided to download a texture pack that would change the diamond textures into a solid blue to make the diamonds a little easier to find. Oh my goodness, look at all the diamonds on this one layer. I just mined all of them from this one layer and got over four stacks. As I worked, I stacked all my diamonds into a tower with cubes made of 1,000 ores each. It was at the point that I had hit 3,000 ores when I found yet another enchanted golden apple. 
<laughs> 36. The days and hours ticked by when I finally finished clearing the land. We just need to manually clear all this lava and then let the machine run a few more times and then tear it all down. And after a few more hours, I had finished. To this point, we had spent 90 hours on the project and in all of that time had collected exactly 5,694 diamond ores. It was officially time to mine them all with a Fortune 3 pickaxe to see what we would get. Wait just a second. In the past, I mined a lot of diamonds. In fact, just over 3,000 of them. We're going to add these to the collection. All right, and without further ado, let's do this. I decided to mine all these diamonds while streaming. You won't believe this, but with an Efficiency 5 Netherite Pickaxe and a Haste 2 Beacon, mining all 5,694 diamond ores took me about an hour and a half. Now the moment had arrived. Over two years ago, I started my hardcore world and in all of that time, managed to collect exactly 15,608 diamonds. Now it was just time to turn all of the diamonds into blocks. And now it's time to build the beacon, setting the record. Wait, what? I don't have enough. How? Well, anyways, as you watch me collect an additional 324 diamonds, let me tell you about the sponsor of the video. This video is sponsored by me. Me gives you plenty of weekly content from all over the internet. Me has an Instagram and even a Discord. Me also doesn't have a real sponsorship, so I have to do weird things like this. These should now be enough diamonds. And with this block, the new world record has been set. Well, now that I have two world records in this world, I have big plans for a future project. And the funny thing is it requires me to go for another world record. This is Aikenwood, my 7,000 day hardcore world. In all of that time, I've done some pretty insane things. And recently I decided that I would travel to the world border over 30 million blocks away. That is gonna require a bunch of items. Most importantly, paper, gunpowder, elytras, and iron. So today we're gonna try to get the first of those items the paper. I'm going to attempt to set a world record for the largest ever sugarcane farm that can produce over 54,000 sugarcane per hour. Well, first off, we need a design for the farm. There's several types of sugarcane farms. Some use flying machines while others use pistons. Flying machine farms might seem like the better option because they can be expanded infinitely, but when you unload the chunks, they can break, and then you need to fix them. Plus, the storage would require hundreds of hopper minecarts, and that would just be a nightmare. Because of those reasons, I decided to build a piston-based farm, because these will never break and they work very well. After searching the internet for a little while, I found a really compact design by Tango Tech. It's cheap to build, looks really cool, and most importantly, it's expandable. Here is one module, and here is 1,000 modules. This farm here has 16,000 pieces of sugarcane growing and makes about 54,000 sugarcane per hour. Now all we need to do is collect the items and build it. Except there are over 127,000 blocks to collect. Let's begin with the storage. 
the iStorage, six tileable shulker box loading modules. The latest technology provides the solution to the problems you didn't have. With a nearly infinite capacity and lava-based overflow protection, the iStorage is the perfectly efficient device. Reserved only for the elite, this storage is not for the faint of heart. Get yours today by calling 7189. Two side effects of calling this number may include sweating, increased blood pressure, mood changes, anxiety, feeling nervous or irritable, trouble sleeping, headache, dizziness. After collecting the items for the basic storage, we came to our first real problem. The 23,000 concrete I needed. Alright, and here we are. Oh, wait a minute, we have a little. I checked around my world and was able to find a few shulker boxes full of concrete. Looks like we gotta go to the end to get some concrete powder. If you didn't know, I have a concrete duper in the end that makes collecting the powder really easy. And after getting all 23,000 powder, I took a trip to my concrete converter. Now that the largest item was ticked off of our list, it was time for the next two items. At first, 17,850 redstone might seem impossible to collect, but when you remember that I have a raid farm that produces thousands of redstone an hour, collecting that much shouldn't be an issue. While we're here, let's talk about Raid. No, 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 not this one, but Raid Shadow Legends. I am currently not sponsored by them, but you see, for my whole life, I have really wanted to get a sponsorship just for the memes. The issue is, they said that I can't get the sponsorship until we reach 500,000 subscribers, so it would mean so much if you went down below and clicked the subscribe to help us out. Now that we got the redstone, let's work on the grass. Ah, phantoms. And we're gonna see how much we get. In total, mining all of the grass took about one and a half hours. Cool, now time for the next item, the glass. I need two separate types of glass, 9,900 glass panes and 5,443 glass blocks. How much does that mean in total? Yes. I quickly went around and collected all of the glass I already had. After realizing I didn't have enough, I gathered some sand and took a trip to my ocean base where I have an insane super smelter. Now that we got all the glass, we gotta go to the end dimension again to go to our wither rose farm. Great, this can be crafted into dye, and then we gotta turn all of this glass into black stained glass. After collecting items for literally hours, I knew I was almost there. First of all, I need some ice. I remembered that once in a stream, I had found a frozen ocean where I had mined a ton of ice. But for the life of me, I could not remember where that ocean was. So I vigorously rewatched the stream and then found the location. Well now, if you remember from earlier, there were two more massive items that I needed to collect that were seriously difficult. The first was 18,000 sugar cane, which like, what the heck? I need a farm to get the sugar cane to make this farm. Putting that aside, the absolute worst item I needed was 17,600 pistons. At first glance, you might not realize why that is so bad. Well, look at the recipe for crafting a single piston. Three wood, one redstone, one iron, and four cobble. Multiply each of those by 17,600, and you get 52,800 wooden planks, 17,600 redstone, 17,600 iron, and 70,400 cobblestone. Well, world records aren't supposed to be easy. I took a trip to my iron farm to see how much iron I had. Please say we have extra iron. 
While I was there, I also saw that I had a lot of wood stored up. That checked off the wood required, but I noticed I still didn't have enough iron. I checked my old iron farm and saw that there was a bit more. Then I traveled to the nuclear base and I found some more iron, and that might just be enough. Moving on to the 70,000 cobblestone needed, I made this farm a long time ago. Good thing, because I seem to use it in every single video. This farm produces 120,000 cobble per hour, which means it only needs to run for a few minutes to get enough. After over 10 hours of collecting items, I knew I was almost there. It was just time to craft the pistons. And then we had all of the items, except I didn't tell you there was one final item I left out. 1.3 million honey blocks. Just, just kidding. I only need 266. Getting that many honey blocks is still pretty challenging because it requires 1,064 honey bottles. I know just what we need, a honey farm. I went over to the nuclear mega base where I previously moved some bees. After getting everything ready, I spent a few days breeding bees and crafting new hives until I had exactly 64 beehives full of three bees each. Jeez, that is a lot of beehives. From there, I found a bee farm on the internet and quickly built it. They're all angry with me, no. Oh, oh, oh dear. That could have been a lot worse. Okay, well anyways, it's time to collect a bunch of honey blocks. Now I was ready. I had spent around 15 hours collecting 127,000 items. Now it was time to build the farm. I found a nice area of land in the middle of the desert and then quickly terraformed it into the correct shape. That is the storage completed. Now we gotta build a massive glass wall. Now it's time to move on to the first layer. That took just a couple of seconds for you, but a few hours for me. I can't believe we have to build this nine more times. Actually, wow, look at how much this is making already. As I built more and more layers, I got better at building each of them and the time went down. I was able to build the fifth layer in an hour and 45 minutes. While building this farm, I questioned my life decisions. We can just say that I had a mini midlife crisis. As I got to the final few layers, I decided to live stream the process. And then after over 15 hours of building, I was down to the final layer. Final few blocks, and then, we don't need to go that high. Here it is, and, I'm done. <laughs> no, man. I was too tired to be excited. It was official. I had set the new world record for the largest ever sugarcane farm. The place produces 54,000 sugarcane per hour. And then it all goes down into this amazing wall of honey, which makes it incredibly satisfying. After that, it's collected and then put into shulker boxes. What did this all cost? about 35 hours of my life, some of my sanity, and one Apple commercial. Well, now that I've lost my sanity on the sugarcane project, and I have way more than I can deal with, we need a better place to store all of this than the Alexa storage system. Where did my water go? Oh gosh, is that a dirt block in the wrong section? Well, I guess I need to make a new storage because this one is broken.
To understand how long this project took, we need to go all the way back to day one, where it all began. Well guys, this storage has been awesome to me, but I built it into spawn chunks and it's really laggy, so I think it's time for us to build a new one. The idea is to have one central chest to put any item in the game into and then for it to be perfectly sorted. This means I will need to sort over 1000 different items, have shulker box sorters as well as unloaders and non-stackable item sorters. That's kind of a lot to ask for. Okay, I'm thinking the best way to do this is to go on a separate creative world and design the system. Now I know there are a lot of designs on the internet for storage systems, but the reason I don't just use one of those is that none of them do exactly what I need. Sure, I could probably use parts from some of them, but that's not fun, I gotta create it myself. Well anyways everyone, it has been one week, I spent about 30 to 40 hours designing this system, but I'll only give you a 20 second montage of all the pain I went through creating this. Which way does the hopper go? Dude, why are there items coming? No, these are not supposed to come this way. Where are these coming from? Supposed to- oh crap, no- no! Wait a minute, no, they're getting stuck. Well, here's the hologram for the storage and just wow, look at the size of this thing. I bet it shouldn't be that hard to build. What I didn't know was that I had about 100 hours of pain coming. Okay, so look at all the blocks we need. First up, we need 27,079 black concrete. That's 423 stacks of concrete or about 16 shulkers full. And I have four stacks. Hmm, I think my best bet to get that much concrete is to be to use my concrete farm. If I put some concrete powder here, and then flick these. Perfect, uh, let's just jump through to see that it's working properly. Now I'm gonna wait here for a few days until I have enough. Now that I have enough concrete powder, it's gotta be converted into normal concrete. Let's just go back to the industrial district where I have my concrete converter. Oh, wait a minute, is this thing broken? I think the TNT blew up. Okay, I pretty much have two options. I can try to fix this or build a newer, faster design. Obviously, fixing this old one is not even an option. So I decided to build a new concrete converter by Il Mango and it's actually pretty crazy. But first we gotta get a whole list of items to build it. Concrete, glass, sea lanterns, obsidian, a bunch of redstone stuff, slabs, TNT, fence gates. Okay, now we just gotta build it. Cool, now hopefully it works. And now I have all the concrete required, let's move on to the next item. Oh man, this is gonna be tricky. I'm gonna basically need 10,000 hoppers. If each hopper is five iron in one chest and each chest is eight wooden planks, then I need 50,000 iron ingots and 80,000 wooden planks. Let's check how much wood we have stored up. Okay then, this is probably going to be enough wood. But as for the iron, it looks like we don't have any. I guess I'm gonna need to AFK at my iron farm. It's been a couple of hours and I think we should have enough iron now. This farm makes about 9,000 iron per hour, so it really wasn't too bad. I guess we should go ahead and craft all the hoppers. Next up, we have a bunch of redstone we need to collect. So I'm hoping we already have some from when I worked on the massive beacon. 
Oh my, I have been saved. This is gonna be enough to check everything redstone related off of my list. Now we need some chests. This should be enough. I'm also gonna need 3,500 pieces of blue ice. And for that, I'm gonna need to find a frozen ocean biome because there's usually a lot of blue ice there. Finally, I found one. Let me mine a bunch of this stuff. I also need to craft 2200 sea lanterns, 2200 emerald blocks, some smooth quartz stairs, smooth stone slabs, soul soil, black stained glass, and honey. And for the honey, I'm gonna need to make a honey farm because I don't have any. That means I'm gonna need some beehives. Now I'm gonna go ahead and just follow this tutorial and build the farm. Perfect, let's just wait here to get some honey. Next, I need some obsidian, slime, composters, and a ton of other blocks that we won't really go into. Oh, did I mention 54 beacons? Now that everything is collected, I think we should create an area to begin sorting all of these items. And it's time to stop putting it off. I need to get building. Now, if you're also wanting to build the storage, there will be a Lightmatica download in the description, but you need to watch the rest of the video to know how to put the items into the storage or else it won't work. I have been working for a couple of hours now and I noticed a few problems. This storage is creating a massive shadow over the land beneath. And if any mobs spawn down there, then there's a chance they can pick up some of the items as they flow by in the water streams. The easiest fix to this is to place a bunch of extra seeds lanterns on top of the water streams to prevent the mobs from spawning. While we're on the topic of shadows, let's talk about this type of shadow. Let me make it clear that I am not being sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, but if you didn't know, for years now I have wanted to be sponsored by them just for the memes. This person who claims to be Raid Shadow Legends says that they won't sponsor me until the channel reaches 500,000 subscribers. So let's make this dream a reality by clicking the subscribe below. Anyways, now that the shadow problem is fixed, we need to address the fact that all of the hoppers are incorrect. Look at this, these hoppers aren't even connected. That means I'm gonna need to break all of these hoppers and replace them the correct way. Well now this part will be satisfying cause it's only glass. Okay, now I just bumped up the schematic a row and we have arrived at our next issue. Each of these hoppers need to be full of filler items. If I don't put those items in now, then I won't be able to access them later and it's gonna be a huge disaster. Let's see, so if there are 2,100 different item filters and each filter requires 10 filler items, then that's 21,000 items. What the heck do I even use? Okay, I'm thinking actually slime, and my reasoning for that is that I have this crazy slime farm over here that produces thousands of slime, and I already have all of it that I would need. Now, the next thing is I can't just put these slime balls into the storage because they will sort into the wrong places if they're just normal slime balls. But I'm gonna actually rename all of these things. And a bit of advice if you're gonna build this is name the slime balls number one or number two. The reason for this is that having the short names makes renaming them in an anvil much faster. Well, now I'm done making the slime balls for the first layer. If my calculations are correct, I will be spending about 330 XP levels just renaming all of the slime. Now I need to put all of the slime into the hoppers. I have finished the first of the item sorters. And now it's time to move on. It looks like a lot of water needs to go on this layer. I basically just followed the layers on the schematic as they told me. It wasn't too difficult until I noticed that a block was missing. 
I was right up here and I looked over there and there's a missing slime plot. Now, that's not too big of a deal, but I'm more worried that I might have forgotten something else somewhere else. The only thing I can do is just hope that I did everything perfectly. Spoiler alert, I didn't. Time for the second round of slime balls. But just when I thought I was almost done, I realized something horrible. Okay, so when I was creating the storage on a creative world, I thought it would be really cool to put water traveling tubes to get around quickly. These require dolphins, and if you didn't know, I am currently here. The dolphins are here. That is a gap of over 500 blocks. I did see a trick. Let's place some scaffolding over here in the water. Now I can use this lead to grab a dolphin. Nice, let's bring him to the scaffolding. Now splash the dolphin with some water breathing so he doesn't die. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't expect this to work. As long as we don't use any fireworks, he shouldn't die. Okay, now the tricky part is landing the dolphin in the water. Attempt two, perfect. Let me repeat this a few more times. I probably should have tested this before, but how fast do we go? My, oh my, that is actually insane. All right, I am on the final couple of layers. Time to place all of the beacons on top. Now that I was finished with building the storage, I thought that I had done the hardest part, except now I needed to collect two of every single item in the game. That includes the most difficult ones, such as blocks of netherite, enchanted golden apples, tall grass, and large ferns. I found that the best way to collect all of the items was to first create a creative world with every single item in the game placed on the ground. Then as you collect the items, you break the ones you have already done, and you repeat until you've done everything. All right, blocks of netherite. This should be fun. Now I'm gonna need some tall grass and large ferns. If you didn't know, you can't just shear the grass. It will only give you the normal versions. To get the actual item, you need to go to Spruce and Savannah Villages and check every single chest. Every village has a very small chance of actually having the items inside of them. Oh my gosh, finally! I spent hours looking for those. <laughs> Next up, we need deep slate emerald ores. I've heard that these are really rare. Although I think I have a method of finding these that should make it a bit easier. First, I'm gonna need some TNT. Okay, next we need to go to some 1.17 chunks. Because I started my world on 1.16 and updated through the versions, the chunks from each update should still be there. Okay, I think these are 1.17 chunks. Now look at the biome. This is the only biome that emeralds spawn in. And because we're in the 1.17 chunks, emerald ores spawn much more commonly, meaning all I should do is place some TNT and hope for the best. There's our first. That wasn't even that hard. There's the second. Hey, and, and why not get a third for good luck? I now need all of the types of dyes. Now all types of glass variants. All the wools, all the candles, all the banners, the terracottas, glazed terracottas. Jeez, you tired yet? Time for all of the plants. Time for everything redstone. All of the mob drops. Every type of wood. Okay, I think I got everything. Oh wait, I still need dirt. That took me about 15 hours. Now that everything's here, I need to make a decision. These diagonal sorters are amazing and all, but they're slow. 
I think I would like to start sorting the items on the normal hallways, and then anything extra I'll put onto the diagonals afterwards. So what would be the best way of sorting 1,000 items perfectly? What if I take all of the woods and just place them in the spots first, and then worry about the item filters after? Okay, that wasn't actually too bad. I also put the items we've already done into separate shulker boxes to make sure that they stay sorted. I guess I need to do this uh, 847 more times. And done. Uh, not quite actually. Now I need to put all of these items into the filters or else they won't actually sort properly. I think the best way to do this will be to do one row at a time. Here, let's get this full row of items. Now I think they're also sorted into the proper order. Perfect, now I'm gonna just go outside and place these into the backs of the filters of the hoppers. Well, that's one side done. I, I gotta do this 17 more times. I guess if I were to put any of these items into the system, they should now sort properly. I just have to sort the other two sides as well. I have all of the items in the correct order. I honestly thought this would take a lot longer. You know, this is true dedication. I collected every potion tip arrow that exists. This required brewing hundreds of potions and combining the right ingredients to make all of these. Oh my gosh. Let's go. After 150 hours of planning and building the storage system, I had finished just like that. But now there was one more thing to do. I needed to test it. I have all of the extra items from building the storage. If everything works correctly, I should be able to put these items into the center and it should all get perfectly sorted. The moment of truth. Flake this lever. I'm gonna let this run for a half an hour and see if everything sorts. It has been half an hour. I really hope it worked. Okay, everything went correct. There should be only shulker boxes in this chest. If there are any other items in here, then it's broken. Three, two, one. Are you kidding me? Jeez, that storage is quite something. How about we take a break from this and begin work on my mega plans for the end dimension? I'm gonna be building a huge project in the end. The stronghold is absolutely disgusting. I'm gonna give it a little makeover. First off, the plan. I'm gonna create a massive crater around the end portal. After that, I'm gonna build 16 custom biomes surrounding it. And on top of all of it, there will be a main feature of the entire build. But I'm gonna leave that part a surprise for now. To start things off, I'm at the stronghold I'd like to transform. At one point, I wanted to turn this into a massive map room, but that's way too laggy. So first of all, all of these maps gotta go. I could just break these by hand, but I think I have a better idea. This is gonna include some TNT. And let's just light this up. That's quite satisfying. Now that the maps are gone, we should go up here and begin with the outline of the crater. That's the center point, so I'm going to count out 34 blocks on every single side. I can now connect all of these sides, making a circle. Now it's correct and we got the first circle. So next up, this water here, it's gotta go. I think the best way to do this is going to be sponges. Rather than just spamming them everywhere, we should create rows of sand to stay more organized. And then if I just go here, place sponges on the walls. That's our first row fully drained. Now I'm gonna go ahead and do the rest of them. I just ran out of sponges. But I think if I go to the nether and place them, nice, they actually get dried, so. 
Okay then, so all of the water is gone, it's time to clear all the blocks around the portal. I want to clear about 64 blocks below the portal and 34 around. The math for that adds up to about 350,000 blocks that have to go. Um, I think instead of mining the blocks I should use TNT. Let's check the raid farm to see if there's any gunpowder. There's definitely enough gunpowder here, now what about the sand? I don't know if this is going to be enough sand, but how about we just craft it up anyways. I now have over 4,000 pieces of TNT, but before we explode it, I gotta mine this stone down to make room for all of it. Just before we place the TNT, I wanna cover the portal in obsidian. I'm worried that when the TNT explodes, some of it will go to the end, and if I were to ever enter, then there would be immediate death. So... Great, I think I'm ready to start placing the TNT. Well then, I suppose I just need to light a single piece, and... Wow, this hole is pretty massive. However, there are still some parts sticking out, so let me just mine these away and then we'll be all good. Now that the lower part is mostly cleared, I want to start mining this mountain down. Let me just grab a beacon. Oh, this is gonna take a while. I got it to this first checkpoint. I think from here it would be cool if we moved the hole in five blocks all around. I've gone through like 15 pickaxes now, but this should be it for the second section. This was what the hole looked like before, and this is it now. The crazy thing is we're just getting started. I have so much more planned, and it all begins with the glowing magma at the bottom. To make this magma, we first need to turn this hole into a bowl. This is eight blocks deep, hopefully that's enough. The lowest layer needs to be completely full with lava. That's about half. And done. That looks cool by itself, but now I want to get the glass in. Do I have any stored already? No. Then I guess we're going to go to my villager trading hall. I'll use these emeralds here to buy a bunch of glass from all of these villagers. This should be enough. Now we're going to need to get a bunch of purple and magenta dye. Lapis, poppies, blue dye, red dye, purple dye, bones, bone meal, white dye, and magenta dye. Now I can go ahead and craft a bunch of this glass. Then it's just got to be placed. By placing the glass in layers, we're starting to get this really cool glowing effect. But I gotta give credit where it's due, so thanks to Sandiction for this idea. Holy moly, that looks sick! Next up, I'd like to divide this pit into 16 sections. We can go ahead and use this black concrete to create 8 dividers. Now that those are in, we should go ahead and do the middle sections. And for this, they won't just be by layers, but instead we're going to create larger and smaller areas like this. The plan will be to put a custom biome into each of these areas. I guess it's time to start. I think the first biome is going to be a jungle. We need to first get some jungle saplings. It appears that I only have two. Okay then, let's get some bone meal and try to multiply these. I'll chop the wood and hope to get extra saplings. To begin building the biome, I'd like to first get grass down here. Now I would like to build a custom jungle temple. I'm gonna need some cobblestone, vines, and then mossy cobblestone. Finally, I'm gonna just follow a picture of what the jungle temple looks like. There we go, that looks pretty cool. Next, the tree's gotta go in. Why won't this one grow? Oh, I gotta break the blocks around it first. Perfect. Okay, now how about some leaves? Maybe a waterfall? That 
back looks pretty flat. Let's get some dirt in, stone, cobblestone, yeah, that looks good. Next, some vines and lanterns. Maybe moss? Honestly, this biome looks pretty cool. I think we can move on to the next. The next biome is going to be ice spikes. I'm gonna need to first get some ice, some snow, and dripstone spikes. First of all, let's cover the ground in snow layers. Now it's time to create the first ice spike. They seem to be like a plus shape. Now we have this pointy shape at the top. Finally, I can fly with the elytra while placing the ice to get these gaps. And that looks pretty cool. I suppose we gotta get a few more now. Now that the ice spikes are done, I kinda wanna come in here and get some extra snow to touch up the area. Finally, I think we should use some dripstone spikes around here. Cool then, that's two biomes finished, and now we can move on to the Mega Taiga biome. For this one, I will need Podzol and Spruce Saplings. Replace the floor saplings. If you've ever seen one of these biomes, they usually have some mossy cobble on the ground, as well as this background is kind of gross. That corner feels kind of bland. Maybe we should add some sort of floating house thingy. I'm gonna need a lot of different spruce wood types. Okay then, how about we start making the house? I think we'll bring some pillars here, then a roof. Finally, a floor and a door. You ready for more? This one's gonna be a mini end city. We're gonna need a lot of materials for this. Well, that's convenient. I can just use the portal here to get into the end. I'm gonna need a lot of this end stone, so... That should be enough. Now I wanna go through one of these portals here and try to find an end city. Okay, that was pretty fast. If I land here, then I can just mine this. Wait, I forgot a beacon. Okay, now I'm gonna mine this entire city down. Definitely didn't need to mine the entire thing, but it looked so much cooler. Anyways, now we can get building. First off, I wanna replace the entire background with endstone. Now that this is done, I'm going to once again look at another photo of an end city. Wait, that's not right. There we go. And the city is done. Now I wanna go in and place some of these chorus flowers. And now that our four biggest biomes are done, let's actually move on to some of the smaller ones. First up, we have the mushroom biome. This is gonna require some mycelium, mushrooms, and bone meal. Let's place some mushrooms down. Yeah, I like those. Then we just need to change the walls. Finally, it would be cool to add some wall mushrooms. This one is gonna be a nether fortress biome. Wait, does that count as a biome? I'm gonna need a lot of nether bricks to make this one. Go away, wither skeleton. Oh, he dropped a skull. Now we gotta look at how a fortress looks. I think if I place some blocks here, yeah, that looks good. How about adding a back room? That's pretty good. And because this is a soul sand valley as well, let's add some skeletons in here. Okay, that's pretty cool. Last, I wanna light up this nether rack on fire and make it look nethery. Before we leave the nether, let's do the warped forest. For this one, I'll need some warped mushrooms and this warped block here. I think if I use bone meal, this should spread, right? Oh yeah, that's pretty sweet. Now I wanna grow some of these mushrooms to make trees here. I'm gonna mine a tunnel here to make something really cool. All of this stone needs to become netherrack. Now there's a secret pathway to the top. Wait, what about adding ores? What is that? I think this is from a really long time ago, but hey, it works. 
All right, this should be enough. I'll place these on the other nether biome as well. That looks so much better. I was not really sure if these biomes would look cool, but they definitely do. For the next biome, I wanna try to remake a desert. I think it'd be really cool to make a desert temple inside of it. Let's start with some sand. Then how does this front side go? That looks really cool. Now I'm gonna place some dead bushes and cacti in front. How about a waterfall as well? If this is the eighth biome finished, then we're halfway done. Oh man, I cannot wait for the top part. That will be so epic. This one is going to be a snowy forest. I think it needs a ledge here. Now some trees and snow. Maybe some coal in the wall to make it look like a mountain. The next one is gonna be a mesa and I'm gonna need to get some terracotta. Okay, and through this portal, there should be a mesa. So then let's use this beacon to mine a ton of different terracotta colors. Oh, what if I made a mine shaft in the mesa? That would actually be really cool. Let's begin with some basic layers. Now, if I mine into the mountain, we can actually place some wood to make a mine shaft. Every mine shaft has a chest. And inside of the chest, I'm gonna put something really cursed. Let me know in the comments if you know how to get this double book because it's not supposed to be possible. Moving into the next biome, we're gonna build a basalt deltas. That means I'm gonna need some basalt. So these biomes are usually kind of pointy and they have lots of magma and lava, yeah. That looks pretty cool. Over here, I wanna make a plains biome, but I'm actually gonna to try to put a pillager outpost inside of it. I think that looks pretty good for the background. Now I wanna get the blocks for the outpost. These structures are kind of complicated, so I'm gonna to have to be careful to not mess anything up. Okay, that looks pretty good. Wait, something's not right. Perfect, now I wanna add some trees and grass on top. What if I add some logs in this mountain? Thought it would be pretty cool to have a moving minecart forever here. Honestly, I'm pretty satisfied with what we got. This biome is gonna be a red nether biome. It's exactly like the blue one, but red. So, here's some of the trees. Let's bone meal this whole area, add some ores. How about a lava waterfall? Wait, I just realized that doesn't make any sense. These are beginning to look really good. Over here, I wanna do something unique. I was thinking an ocean monument, except it's gonna be mini. We're gonna need a lot of prismarine. Now, this wall needs to be pushed back. And then I'm gonna follow this image I found for a mini ocean monument. I wasn't actually gonna make this underwater, so I can't do the typical seagrass and coral. Unless, what if I place water here in waterlog? Will this coral dry out? I think we're good. Now, I wanna place some really tall sugar cane to make it look like it's seagrass. Finally, adding some pickles should finish the biome. This one over here is gonna be a massive geode, so I'll collect all the items for it. I'm pretty sure the easiest way to find a geode is to go over the ocean and look for them. That was like three minutes. Okay, now let's place some of the smooth basalt around the edges of this block. Geodes usually have calcite next. Oh wait, this needs to go. And then let me just fill in all of this with amethyst. Finally, there's only one more biome. And I wanted to save this one for last because it's gonna be the best biome, the pizza biome. I'm not even kidding. So for the crust of this biome, let's get some brown mushroom blocks, then yellow wool, honey, yellow glazed terracotta, and red glazed terracotta. Now it's time to get building. Time for the pepperonis. Oh yes, we need some of this yellow gooey stuff. Finally, pineapple. Yes, it does belong on pizza. 
If you remember before the biomes, we had this, but now all 16 biomes are finished. However, I'm only done with part one of the build. Now it's time to transform the actual end portal. To start things off, I wanna place blocks around the portal itself to make it look a bit cooler. Okay, this looks cool. Now I wanna make a drop platform above so you fall into the portal. Yeah, this should work. For this next part, I wanna create a double spiral. So first we are gonna need a lot more sea lanterns. Yeah, that might be enough. At this point, I've learned to stop saying I'll have enough because I never do. Now I can follow this pattern all the way up to our nether portals. Okay, now if we go back to using the purple and magenta glass, we can cover these spirals and make them look a lot cooler. Wow, I'm really starting to like the vibe from this. However, what I'm about to do is either gonna look really cool or terrible. First of all, let's see how much obsidian I have. This might actually be enough. Okay, then I wanna start by creating an obsidian line. And now let's fill in these sides to make a spike pointing into the nether portals. Um, I can't tell if this is gonna look good. The problem is that if these don't work, then removing them will be horrible. I spent about two hours placing several of these spikes until I felt I was happy. These spikes are still looking kind of weird, but how about we get the top part of this done? I'm gonna go ahead and count out some glass. Now that this is in, I wanna expand this out with concrete. What about an extra ring of sea lanterns? Now I would like to bring these walls up to make this platform look like a massive donut. That doesn't look perfect, but I'm gonna move on for now. The idea is that these are lightning bolts and that the lightning will be coming from a Tesla coil. And that's what's keeping all these obsidian spikes floating. So then this lightning needs to connect up. I think that's a good rough design for the lightning, but now I gotta go ahead and cover it in glass. There we go, this build is nearly done. I was thinking that I wanna add some concrete rings around the donut to make it look a little cooler. Yep, that looks pretty good. Well then, there's only one more thing to do. I wanna add one final mass floating ring around this base. While I build this, would you be able to take the quick second to go down and subscribe? It would mean so much to me as that we're getting really close to 200,000 subscribers. Now I would like to break this and replace it with obsidian. Okay then, for the spikes of this ring, I'm gonna need more obsidian. I guess we'll just create an outline and then gotta fill this all in. There is one spike finished, three to go, two to go, one more, done with the top part, and now the bottom spikes. Oh man, these are kinda tricky to place. This water and dirt is really helping. I know I said we were done, but I quickly wanna get some beacons around this entire build. This is the final block. I am done with the entire end portal transformation. We've all 16 biomes below, and then the spikes. Lightning and rings. And then if we go into the end, all we have to do is drop through here and... No! Okay, I'm gonna be honest, that TNT was a joke. I didn't die there. But now that we're in the end, how about we begin working on making this place look better? My end dimension is sickening. I literally have no clue how it got this bad. But today, we're gonna transform it into the entire universe. Okay, you're probably wondering what the plan is. So first, I want to remove all 40,000 obsidian by hand. Then I'd like to remove the entire end island by using TNT bombing machines. After that, I plan on collecting over 400,000 blocks to build a massive pixel art of the entire Milky Way galaxy. This is not going to be easy. And if you enjoy the video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any new content. 
First of all, if we're gonna be in the end for who knows how long, Endermen are definitely going to be an issue. If I just get some pumpkins and then carve them out. Okay, I forgot that it's impossible to see. I just downloaded a texture pack that should fix it all. Yep, that looks pretty good. Now, if this entire island is going to go, I'm gonna need some haste to mine it faster. I just realized that once this island is gone, I will never be able to respawn the ender dragon again. We should probably collect as much dragon's breath as possible because it's gonna become impossible after this project. So then I need some end crystals. Next, a bunch of bottles for dragon's breath. Then some redstone stuff. I'd like to collect something called an immortal crystal. Time to respawn the dragon. Well, this is one of the last times we'll ever see this. The dragon just launched its fire. Here, bottles. I'd like to get a full shulker of dragon's breath. So we might be here for a while. Oh my gosh, this is so much better. That is almost enough. Wait, no. That almost killed me. Okay, no, we are killing the dragon now. Now that we have all of the dragon's breath, we should get the immortal crystals. Basically, when the entered dragon is respawning, if you use pistons to push these crystals, then they become immortal and keep the laser beams. We're gonna be using this simple flying machine to push the crystals. Um, why is that not working? That's better. Now the entire machine needs to be built. So then if I just place the crystals again and respawn it, let's quickly run over here and flick this lever. Is, is it working? Nice, great, it is moving the first crystal. Now before the dragon respawns, bow that and boom. We got the first crystal and look at this, if I punch it, it will never explode and it's just gonna stay there forever. I would now like to get three more of these. Okay then, that is everything I wanted from the dragon, so I guess we can move on to the second part, which is removing all of the obsidian. Oh man, this is going to be a grind. I just did a couple of layers and want to try another tactic. If we sit here and mine straight down, then I can just hold my auto clicker. I'm a little afraid to try this because it's definitely more risky. If I forget about the mining, then I could fall right into the void. I spent about four and a half hours mining this pillar, and now we are on the final row. The final block. Oh man, that was definitely a little bit scary. But after mining one of the 10 pillars, I collected about 9,000 obsidian. I think it would be best to save it, honestly, because we'll probably use it later. The second pillar done, third done, Fourth done. This is interesting. I didn't finish mining all of the pillars, but that's because I actually want to begin removing the island at the same time. So when I mine the final pillars, everything disappears at once. So first of all, that means we're going to need to get rid of all of the bedrock around the island. There's a little trick I saw. If we place some blocks and then light this up. Perfect. It still works. So then we need to repeat this. Now, getting underneath this portal is going to be a little more tricky. This setup should be able to break the bottom pieces of bedrock. Oh, I went through the portal. Attempt two. Yes, that actually worked. Then all of these need to go. And that should be it for the center end portal. That means we can move on to the removal of the end island. And for this, we're gonna use TNT bombing machines, which require a bunch of redstone. Slime, redstone blocks, pistons, glass, minecarts, and TNT. Let's go ahead and build the machine. 
break this redstone block, it should all start up. So when we're finishing everything else up on the island, it's gonna slowly start to remove all of this endstone. Wait, I just realized when the machine passes over these portals, won't the TNT explode back into the machine? I might have a solution. If we place some water on top of these portals. Okay, now what about all the water on the ground? Now the TNT will go into the water and not explode the machine. This has got to be repeated 19 more times. And done! That's the portal part finished. Now these machines are starting to get close, so let's get rid of the final pillars. Here is the ninth pillar done. And finally the tenth pillar! This is the last block of obsidian. Unbelievable, I am so glad to be done. Look at my statistics now, over 80,000 total mined obsidian. That means there was over 40,000 obsidian in all of the pillars combined. This is really great as well. The machines have already cleared most of the island away. However, when it's finishing up, I wanna try to remove all of the bedrock around these gateways. It only took the machines a couple of hours to remove most of the island. Now I think it's time to get rid of this enderman farm. Honestly, mining this is gonna take ages because for some reason I decided to use iron to build it. How much TNT do we have left? That should be enough for now. I think we should just fill this place to the brim. How did that even happen? I literally could have died there. I'm gonna be much more careful next time. Let's just light this up. Amazing! Now the Enderman farm is entirely gone. I think I'll just AFK the rest of this and I'll let you know once it's all finished. The machine has gotten to the final couple of rounds and look at all of the Endermen. I guess they have nowhere else to live. I'm gonna just remove the final couple of blocks by hand. This is the last block of the entire end island. I definitely want to save that for the future museum we're going to build. The entire island is gone. That took over 30 hours to remove. If you remember before, the island looked like this. But now with everything gone, it's time to build the universe below it. Now the tricky thing about this universe is that it has over 390,000 total blocks. Some of which, like this 24,000 coal or 67,000 black wool are gonna be insanely difficult to collect. Kinda wanna be lazy and start on the easy items. So, rooted dirt, polished granite, cyan terracotta, woods, calcite, mushroom blocks, quartz, strangely note blocks and jute boxes, iron, more terracotta. These next two are gonna be kinda tricky. I'm gonna need 596 tough blocks and 740 clay. As long as we go into a portal with the 1.18 generation, it should be easy enough to find a lush cave where both of these blocks will be. Yes, this is just what I needed. Now we need to get some more terracotta, polished deep slate, stone bricks, and cobble. This is gonna be a pain. I need to collect 985 dead coral blocks. This coral reef might not be large enough, but let's try to see how many we can get here. I literally mined every yellow coral block here. Let's hope there are enough of them here. And now these just need to become dried. This should be satisfying.
Let me just pick these up again and we can move on. Next up, I need 1,042 acacia wood blocks. How many saplings do we have? Yeah, this should work. Let's get some bones and... Now these gotta be chopped. Okay, that's enough. These next ones shouldn't be too difficult. More deep slate, smooth basalt, chiseled deep slate, andesite, deep slate bricks, gray wool, light gray wool, warped stems, cracked stone bricks, smooth stone, and coal ore. As much as we've already collected, this isn't even a tenth of all of the required blocks. I next need 3,323 obsidian. Do you think we have enough obsidian? Probably not. Gosh, 3,400 polished basalt. I guess it's time to run the basalt farm again. I literally left the room for five minutes to make some food when this happened. No, I just came back and saw it break. I was starting to experience boredom from collecting the thousands of items, but at least it was time to take a break and build a few farms. I need an absolutely stupendous amount of black wool. 67,472 to be exact. I don't think this sheep farm is going to be fast enough. I might have a solution though. There's a really fast farm designed by Il Mango that should make over 20,000 wool per hour once it's done. The issue is that to make this farm, we are going to need to collect another massive list of items. This should be all of the required redstone. Now we're gonna need over 1,200 glass for this farm. I think the best way to get this will be to trade with villagers for it. Okay, now 1,400 white concrete, 1,520 powered rails. I built this farm over here that makes an absolutely insane amount of rails. I was not kidding when I said insane. Finally, to finish up this farm, we're gonna need 4,962 grass blocks. Okay, we are ready to build the farm. Oh, wait a minute. I literally forgot the most important part, sheep. This farm I want to build is going to include 512 sheep. That sounds insane, but I really don't know any other way to get that much wool. Will the baby also have black wool? Okay, that's good. I just realized this is going to require a huge amount of wheat. Okay then, it's time to build the farm. I want to make sure to breed the sheep every five minutes to make sure they're enough. Isn't this how another hardcore YouTuber lost his world? This block should finish the farm. Now we just need to get the sheep in. Okay, how can this be done 512 times as easily as possible? Come here, sheep. Okay, good. Rails? Yes, okay, get in. No, yes. Time for the second sheep. This is taking way too long. I have a better idea. What if we use these rails here to create a loop, and if we use this activator rail to bump the sheep off, then they should fall right into their pen. Here comes the next sheep. Okay, yes, get in. Yes, great, perfect, nice. This is working really well. I suppose it still needs to be repeated 500 more times. That is the entire first row done. It did take about an hour. This is insane how many shears need to go into this system. This farm made like 10,000 wool in just the time it took to build it. I'm thinking that because of this, I should only put half of the sheep into the farm to save time. I'm gonna just AFK overnight and hopefully in the morning there should be enough wool stored up. 
It was a successful AFK session, everyone. There is way more than enough wool in here. So let's move on to the next item. We need about 27,000 blackstone. There are two main methods of collecting blackstone. Method one, we mine it. In small quantities, I think that's better. But for such a huge amount, I think option two, bartering with piglins, will be much better. I have just the farm to make. This farm is by ENX04. I'll just have to AFK up here for a little while and wait for 256 piglins to spawn down below. Let me just get a bunch of gold while I'm here. Now let's check on the farm. Oh my gosh, that's loud. Okay, I don't quite know how this works, but I think if I throw the gold in there, Wow, that's a lot of items. Then I'm pretty sure we just need to load the items into the shulkers and repeat until there's enough blackstone. Oh my gosh, this is becoming a very risky episode. And it's been a few hours, but this should be all of the blackstone needed. There are only two more items required. The first is 21,000 black concrete. Fortunately from the last project, I already have more than enough black concrete powder, so let's just convert it. And that should be all the concrete we need. Now for the easiest part of collecting, 195,741 black stained glass. That was sarcasm. I literally have no clue where to even begin. I spent a few hours researching and I know what we're gonna do. I want to build the ultimate sand farm and then we're gonna cook all of it. The sand farm is gonna produce 144,000 per hour. But once again, it requires a massive list of items to build. Yeah, more redstone stuff, concrete, slime, you've seen this before, let's just build it. Perfect, the farm should work. Um, the farm did not work, I fixed it. Now if we jump through the end portal, yes, it works! Oh wait, I need a way to collect all of the blocks. Now as we wait for the sand to be made, let's actually take a trip to the Wither Rose Farm. We're gonna need a ton of black dye to stain all of the glass. So... And that should be enough of everything. Now all of this sand needs to be cooked into glass. Finally, all of this needs to be crafted into black stained glass. This is it! I have collected 400,000 different items. This took days to get everything. Now all that has to be done is to build the entire galaxy. Now that we're in the end, I'd like to first make a platform to store all of our shulker boxes. I suppose it's time to begin. We need some blocks here, more here, some here. And after several hours of placing blocks, I was done with day one of building the galaxy. It's the next day and I came up with a strategy that if we first do the outside blocks and move to the inside, it might be faster. Honestly, this isn't too bad, it's just taking a long time. It's day three of building, and I think we're gonna finish today. I mean, this is seriously coming along. I cannot wait to see the end result. These are the final couple of blocks. I wish I could celebrate, but before I get too tired, all of the glass needs to go on top of the entire thing to keep the Enderman from spawning. So... Halfway done. That took about four hours to do that much. So just another four and this entire project should be finished. 
I cannot believe all of my work is almost done. Only a few more blocks. And... The entire galaxy, 400,000 blocks. It's so huge, you can literally see the outer islands from here. I have a plan to put a massive ship up there somewhere, and mark my words, it will be the coolest thing. Okay, so we just finished this galaxy, but right now it looks super plain. So I know, I'm going to build the ultimate end mega base. This is definitely one of the biggest and most insane projects I've ever done, requiring hundreds of thousands of blocks and over 120 hours of work. If you enjoy the video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any future content. I also just opened up a brand new shop with some limited time merch. Link is in the description if you're interested. I think the best way to build this project will be to break it down into smaller steps. I'd like to first begin with finding the shape of this build. And I think we're going to use stone because it's going to match the color palette that I'm going to want. So let's begin with building a stone farm. This stone farm by Il Mango is super overkill, but it makes 72,000 stone per hour. Let's get started with collecting all the items required. We're gonna need over 13,000 obsidian, but fortunately, because we removed all the obsidian pillars in the last episode, I'm pretty sure we have enough. Next, some glass. Observers, powered rails, concrete, pistons, sticky pistons, as well as a bunch of other random items. Hold up, we're gonna need some iron for a beacon. Yeah, we're all out of iron. This is my iron farm that let's just say is a little OP. Now I could just AFK here, but I heard that by building chunk loaders at the farm, it's gonna produce iron even when we're not here. I'd like to at least try it out, so that means we're gonna need to get some more items. And then we need to just build these loaders. Now, the tricky thing is that these portals have to be spaced the perfect distance apart so that they link properly. Moment of truth. That didn't work. Okay, what about now? I'm actually kind of surprised I was able to get these to work. Let's just block these portals off to make sure the iron stays in the portals. I'm curious if this is actually producing iron with us not being there. I'm gonna need to wait a few minutes and see. In the meanwhile, we can actually begin with building the stone farm. Oh geez, 13,000 obsidian. I don't think I've ever had to light this many portals before. Wait a minute, I don't wanna go through. Okay, now we need to build the main part of the farm. I think I missed a couple of portals. Wait a minute, this is really bad. Oh my gosh, I just logged out. I think because I went through the portals, they linked to the iron farm portals, and I blocked those off. Zombie pigmen are coming through the portals, and I'm pretty sure I'm taking entity cramming damage. What the heck do I do? I'm gonna take a break and try to figure something out. Alright, I might have a solution. There's a feature that whenever you log into your world, you get about two seconds of invincibility. I'm hoping that I can log in, hit the zombie pigmen once, and then log out again. We'll keep repeating that until all of them are dead. Well then, time to try it for real. Logging in, alright, hit them. Log out, okay, good, good. Again, come on. Yes, they're all dead, okay. That's probably the closest I've ever come to dying in this world. 
Well then, now that this farm is done, let's AFK here for a couple of hours to get all the stone we'll need. It's been a while, but I think the farm partially broke because there should definitely be a lot more stone than there is. I'm gonna ignore that for now and just get building. All right, so we have the epic galaxy down there. I'd like to put the ship somewhere up top. So let's first find the correct height of this. Now I wanna build out to each of these end portal gateways. Sorry to the people who are OCD that these portals aren't perfect. Why is this one lined up correctly? I guess it doesn't really matter because you won't see these portals once we're done. Okay, now that we have a basic plus shape, I'm gonna use a Minecraft circle generator to connect these edges. Seven, five, four, 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 three, five twos. That's one circle done, three to go. And just like that, they're all done. The idea is that there will be a couple of rings around this center part of the mega base. Next, I wanna add some arches and walkways. We'll make two walkways connecting to the rings on each of the sides. Next, I wanna create some simple circles to show the height of each part of the build. I think we have a good basic idea of the height, although I thought it would be really cool to add some spike shapes around each of the sides. I wanna first get a slope of the spike, so... I don't really like that. What if we make the sides flat? Okay, that certainly looks better, although I am now completely out of stone. So it's time to AFK at the stone farm. Uh, I think something's broken here. Oh wait, looks like we're missing water. No, no, no! Everything's fine. Now that we have a ton of stone, I think we should start filling each of these rings in. This is literally going to require tens of thousands of stone blocks. I've spent a while building up this first ring, and a problem I've noticed is these guys. They just keep getting in my way and are overall just annoying. I already did some research on ways to get rid of them. I found that I could mob-proof everything with carpets or string, but honestly, that would just take way too long. The other thing I found is that I could build a mob switch here in the end. And honestly, I think a mob switch is our best bet because it's a lot easier. I think what we can do is create a chamber slash pit right here in the middle. Okay, now to make a mob switch, we need to get 70 villagers in here. Although as crazy as that sounds, I don't think it's gonna be too difficult, mainly due to the fact that over here at our iron farm, we already have most of the villagers required. Now we're gonna need to find the closest end portal to here. It seems like the closest portal is about 700 blocks away. So now we're gonna need to set up a railway for moving all of the villagers. That's the frame of the railway. We can't just move the villagers until we have somewhere for them to stay once they arrive. So... And this should work. Because of the activator rails, the villagers should get bumped into the water holding cell. Then I guess we just need to move all the villagers here. First minecart, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Here they come. Perfect. All of the villagers just got here. Now I just need to individually take these villagers out. And then once it becomes a Fletcher, I just need to trade once and then push the villager into the portal. Now you need to get on the rail. There he goes. And now get into the water, please. This is quite true tragic, but it's for the greater good. Okay, I'm just gonna need to repeat this 70 more times until all of the villagers are in here. And I ran out of villagers. I'm gonna have to AFK overnight and wait for some more.
This should be it for all of the villagers. Now look around, there are no endermen. This mob switch is kind of overkill, but hey, it's definitely pretty cool. Now that we don't have any endermen getting in our way, I guess we gotta get back to finishing this ring. And that should be it for the second ring. Uh, finally, we just need to fill out these tunnels. Now I'd like to get back to these spikes and add some depth. So I'm thinking what we do is add some diagonal lines to the top. And I really have to pay attention here because this pattern is not easy to follow. Well, that kind of works, but I think I have a better idea. What if instead of doing diagonal lines, we make them flat? I think this is definitely going to look better, but the only way to really tell is to finish this spike completely. Okay, yeah, that looks really good. That means it's now gotta be repeated three more times on the top and a couple on the bottom. And there we are, the final spike is completed. I now want to do something that relates to these guys here. If you remember from the last video, we got four immortal crystals before removing the entire end island. Basically, these crystals will stay here forever while also keeping their laser beams. Oh yeah, the cool part is that these don't explode when you hit them. So what I'd like to do is build a rectangular tower on each of these corners to basically hold the immortal crystals. So... There's one final thing I want to do, and that's to make the center part. I think we should first extend these rings upwards a little. Now, if we move this circle inwards a tiny bit and do the same, now we just need to do the lower part, and that should be it for the entire shape of the build. I just want to take a second to admire how epic this looks already. I mean, this is just the shape. Imagine what it will look like once all the detailing is finished. To begin the detailing, I want to add a basic outline to the entire ship. And to make this outline, we're going to use a ton of black concrete. And that should work fine for now. It's nothing crazy, but by just adding the concrete, it's definitely looking much cooler. Before we do any more detailing, I want to deal with these immortal crystals. Basically, we need to get them to each of the four corners. I think if we use flying machines, it shouldn't be too difficult. Let's quickly collect the materials for the flying machines. If we build the first one of these machines, and then set up the area to stop the machine, then we just need to activate the machine and hope it works. There it goes. And is it gonna stop? No! Then let's just use some pistons and do the last couple of blocks. That should be the first one. I guess it needs to be repeated three more times. This is the second one in position. There's the third. And finally the fourth. I wanted to leave this part a surprise, but don't you think those laser beams are a little basic? I spent a while creating a custom texture pack, and what do you think of it? Honestly, this looks awesome. Oh my gosh, that's kind of sickening. Now, because these laser beams can go through blocks, I thought it would be cool to put an orb surrounding them made out of lapis and glass. Let's just start with coming up with the shape. is this happening? That looks pretty good. Right now these lasers are kind of just pointing to nothing. What I'm gonna do is quickly build up an energy bar in the middle.
Let's also place some glass panes around this to make it feel more random. And that should be everything we need for the center. And honestly, I think we're in a pretty good spot to begin decorating the rest of this. I was thinking that it would first be really cool to add some massive lights on all four of these sides using a bunch of concrete, sea lanterns, and glass. I guess that means I need to actually collect those. Geez, sea lanterns are expensive. What would I do without this concrete converter? To begin with these lights, we're gonna first need to mine a lot of stone away. And then I suppose we need to build it. That actually looks really good. So we're gonna need to repeat it seven more times. Those are all looking really cool. The unfortunate part is that because of how cool these are, I need to do it to the rest of the ship. I've spent over 10 hours on these lights, and I definitely need a break. I had a cool idea. What if we add cannons to this end hub slash spaceship? If you've ever seen a space movie, that's one thing that's pretty common on spaceships, is that they have these like epic cannon looking weapons. So let's build them on our ship. I have an interesting block palette for this, but the only way to know if it's gonna look good will be to build it. Yeah, that looks pretty nice. While we're working on the second cannon, I want to mention that I'm only designing a quarter of this at once, and then after it's finished, we'll copy it to the other three sides. I'm looking at this outer wall right now, and I'm thinking how plain it is. First of all, I think we should remove it completely. Next, I'd like to replace it with a mixture of concrete, wool, concrete powder, and iron blocks. We are going to need several thousand of each block. Okay, that should be enough white concrete, white wool, and this powder. As for the iron, I really hope that the iron farm has been running this entire time. Oh my gosh. We have way more than enough. If those are all the blocks we have, then I just need to get building. My mouse has a feature on it that allows me to scroll it really fast. So I'm gonna be using that to randomize all of the blocks. This is looking quite random. I mean, that was the goal. It's definitely getting there. Maybe if I add some concrete bumps around this side. That seriously made it look a thousand times better. That was definitely the hardest part of this entire build, so I am so glad that we're done with it. Oh boy, was I wrong. Just wait to see how I literally wasted 15 hours of my life to build something that didn't even work. So I was wondering what sort of thing we could do to make this top part look better. And I think adding smooth quartz blocks around this entire area would look really good. Now unfortunately, these are some of the hardest blocks in the game to collect. And we would literally need thousands of them. I'm pretty sure that villagers actually sell quartz blocks, right? They only sell 12 at a time. That means we'll be getting 540 quartz every day. Yeah, that's not gonna cut it. I guess our next option would be to try something called void trading. To do void trading, we're gonna need to get another villager into the end, which shouldn't be too hard, assuming we have extra villagers from the mob switch. There is one extra villager. That's actually so perfect. That should be everything. Now we just need to use the void trader. 
The way this works is actually really cool. If you open up a villager's trading as you go through the portal, we can then buy the quartz. And when we return, the villager still has his trades without them being sold out. If we just use this void trading a few hundred times, then we should have enough quartz pretty quickly. Hold up, I think I can make this slightly faster if I move the villager closer. No! Why did he go through? Okay, buddy, please just go back. Now, please just land in the water. No! So the void trading is not going to work. The third way we can get a bunch of quartz is by trading with piglins. The quartz can then be crafted into blocks. Now the only issue with this method is that to get enough quartz, it would require a stupendous amount of gold. Me being the logical person I am, I decided to build an OP gold farm. So then we just need a disgusting amount of items to make it. I literally thought that I'd have enough obsidian to last me forever, but we're already out. Now we need 5,000 glass. Why one block of lime stained glass? The weird thing about this farm is that we can't just build it. The location of it has to be perfect in order for it to work. I'll have to build the farm perfectly on four chunks. Now this next part is not going to be fun. It's time to place all of the obsidian. As we build these portals up, I need to make sure to light them. I feel like I'm getting deja vu or something. That is the first half of the farm. Before we do that side, I want to first place all of the glass up top. I'd like to also make sure that the overworld part is finished. And that should be it for all of the overworld. To finish this off, we need to just place the obsidian in the nether. Let's go! The farm is complete. If everything is working properly, then there should already be zombie pigmen coming through the portals. What the heck? This has got to be a joke. That is so many zombie pigmen. Okay then, I think to AFK here, we just need to use our sword on this armor stand. So then I'm going to AFK here for an hour and see how much gold I can get. It's been an hour and just looking at everything, that's actually ridiculous. In the last episode, I built a pretty crazy piglin bartering farm, so we just need to go through all of the gold and collect all of the quartz. Is that seriously all of the gold? This is nowhere near fast enough. I think we're gonna go back to the first method of trading with villagers. Yes, I really did just spend 15 hours building a farm, only not to use it. Now we only have about 15 mason villagers in here, so I think to get the quartz a lot faster, we'll just have to get a lot more of these villagers. Now I know a while back I built a villager breeder up here. Is it still working? Looks like it is, that's good. Then let's just move all these villagers into the trading hall. I've been doing this for about an hour and we already have about 45 mason villagers. That's probably good enough for now. Next up, these guys need to be traded with so that I can unlock the quartz trade. So... And then I'm just gonna need to spend a couple of days trading with these guys until we can get enough of the blocks. Even though I literally have millions of emeralds, it's still annoying when these guys mark up their prices. Now that we have all the quartz, we'll need to use this super smelter to make it all smooth. That should be all of it cooked up. Now to actually build this, I first want to remove all of the stone. Now to just replace it with the quartz. Oh my, that actually looks so good. I'm going to quickly repeat this pattern, and at the same time, I'm going to just try to finish this first quarter of the ship. 
And that should be all of it. I've officially finished the first quarter of the ship. It's honestly kind of surreal. Anyways, now I have to repeat this three more times to the rest of the ship. And here we are, the last blocks. This was one of the most insane projects I've ever done. In total, there were just over 200,000 blocks in this ship. As for what I'm going to put on the inside of this, it's going to be something that you've never seen before. And it's going to be ridiculous. If you've enjoyed this video, please consider subscribing so you don't miss out on any future content. These portals not being lined up is seriously starting to bother me. I think I need to destroy the entire ship and rebuild it one block over. Last time we built this spaceship, right now it's kind of empty in here. Has anyone ever trapped all the mobs in the end? I'm going to attempt to be the first person to ever do it. Not only am I going to collect the basic mobs, but also all of the rarest mobs in Minecraft, such as the jockey mobs, the ender dragon, wither, and the warden. Future one by here, this video took over 100 hours to record, and it was definitely one of the most crazy projects I've ever done, so don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy it. First of all, I'm thinking we'll do the mop museum inside of the ship, probably in this ring here. All of this stone needs to be cleared out. And now that we have this space opened up, I want to create a floor. The idea is that I want this to look like the interior of a Star Wars Grand Inquisitor Supreme Lord's ship, whatever that is. To do this, I'm going to start with a black concrete outline, so... Then for the floors of this, we're going to copy the outside design of white concrete, sea lanterns, and glass. Okay, this is looking pretty good for the floor, so time for the cages. There are 86 different mobs in the game, however 16 of them can't go through portals. Which means we only need 70 cages in here. And here we are. I've planned out each of the spaces and put signs in front of them, which means we can now put the roof in. I'm going to quickly place walls using white concrete, iron, wool, and white concrete powder. I just can't express how excited I am to begin this project. I was thinking that I might actually start on the ghast in case it shoots fireballs. I wouldn't want it to kill the other mobs. I've seen people bring the ghast to the overworld, but now I need to do that through two dimensions. First of all, let's make a cage for it. If you didn't know, ghasts spawn in the Soul Sand Valley. If we set up a platform here on the ceiling, then through this portal, we actually have an end portal that I've used before, although it's gonna need a bit of a transformation. Perfect. Here in the end, let's set up some rails that go to the cage. Okay, crossing my fingers, let's hope a ghast spawns. Come on, get in the minecart. No! Okay, that was actually really easy. Where did he go? I forgot the name tag. Okay, there's another. Dude, I forgot the name tag again. They say third time's the charm? Yes! No, it got out. This is the ninth try. Name tag, there we go. It went through the portal, that's a good sign. It should be in the end now. Yes! Alright, get in the minecart. There it goes. Get in the cage and block it off. That's the first one done. That was definitely one of the hardest mobs, but what about the warden? Let's save that one for later, just in case I die. Honestly, I'd like to do some of the easier mobs. So first up, we have the cod. Let's get the bucket and the name tag. Yeah, I think that name is fitting. The tropical fish. The salmon. And the final fish, the puffer 
fish. Now I actually want to check on something. Yes, it's still here. So a while back on Halloween, I trapped some of these extremely rare jack-o'-lantern mobs. Let's actually get this baby one here and try to move it to the end. This is going to take a while. Now go through and now get in the minecart. There he goes. There he goes. Don't ask me why. I want to try to get an enderman now. You might think this one would be easy, but because of the mob switch I built in the last episode, endermen no longer spawn. Although I think if we bridge all the way out here... And then with the render distance really low, the mob switch shouldn't be loaded. Well, somehow they spawned inside of the ship. And here we go. That's the Enderman's cage. He actually does need to stay in the boat or he'll teleport away. Dwayne Johnson. Quickly, let's get the wolf enclosure set up. Go through the portal. Nice, that was easy. I think I'm ready to move on to the harder mobs. Call me crazy, but I wanna try to get the creeper. Let's quickly make a creeper themed cage. That looks pretty cool. Although the creepers can be tricky because it explodes. When we both go through the end portal, we spawn in the exact same spot and then... So to fix this, I wanna try something I've seen a few times. If I lower my render distance and then throw an ender pearl, it's gonna stay unloaded. Now let's leave the end and then put the render distance back up. Get a creeper, come on, follow me. There he goes. Okay, please don't explode. One more try. There it is. Now follow me and walk on in. That's the creeper trapped in the end. Now for the skeleton, I believe I also have one of the Halloween ones. There he is. Then let's just get the boat over to the portal. No! Follow me up, perfect. And now to the end. All right then, minecart. And there it is, the rare Halloween skeleton. That's the zombie enclosure. There you are. Wait, I almost forgot to mention that I'm gonna be naming all of the mobs after every one of the United States presidents. So, now the rare husk. What about an easier one? I'm gonna need some endstone. And these flowers. Do I have any ender pearls? Great, and now we need to throw a bunch of ender pearls until I get an ender mite. Now the cow, pig, sheep, and llama. Wait, I actually wanna get that slime. I was kinda worried about getting one of these. Okay then, this is going to take a while. Nope, get in the portal. This is gonna be fun. Ouch, there it goes. And now get into the cage. That was pretty tough. Let's quickly get some of the easier ones. The lone goat. Don't fall now. That's the goat. And now the chicken. We've gotten 20 mobs captured. Now I'd like to move on to all of the four-legged horse things. So you might not know, but a few thousand days ago, I actually made this crazy island here. I'm pretty sure that behind the island, there is a skeleton horse in the water. What you doing down here, buddy? I wish all of the mobs were this easy. The horse is next. This horse is from the very first day in the world, which makes about 22 years old in Minecraft days. All right, old man, careful now. Let's just take him to the shulker room for a moment. Next up, we need a donkey. I have no clue where one is, so... Finally, okay, you're coming with me. The reason I didn't put the horse away is because by using golden apples, we will get a mule, which is the next mob collected. Now time for all of their cages. 
And that's gonna be it for all of the horses. I think we should now move on to the mushrooms. We're back at the castle island, and the cool thing is that when I was building all of this, I managed to trap a few brown and red mushrooms. Lead and follow me through the portal. There we go, that's the brown mushroom. Now just the red one. Is it just me or is it weird that mushrooms make cow sounds? I feel like they should sound more mushroomy. What does a mushroom even sound like? We're actually making really good progress. Although I'm really concerned about the bat. So let's try to get that one out of the way. So I noticed that at the storage room, bats spawn quite often. If I just use a lead, wait. Do they not work? Okay, new plan. I'm thinking we're gonna trap one in a minecart and then move it to the portal room. Okay, that one's sleeping. Come on. Can they not go in minecarts? Um, what if we try to move this one? Did it just go through that block? So as it flies, I'm gonna try to place blocks behind it so the only way it can go is forward. Go through, nice. Now we just need to connect these two portals with a tunnel so that I can move the bat. And now it's time to just sit here and block up behind. Wait, how the heck did it even get out? Future Wumba here. Apparently, bats can glitch through blocks. Please just get back into the area. What is a gas? I'm back at the portal room, and I think I'm gonna just try to find a bat near here. Hey, there are actually three back here. All right, let's make a tunnel. And this time, I'm gonna put glass on top so they can't suffocate. I have spent hours trying to get this bat. Please just work. Come on, buddy. Okay, move up now. <gasps> oh my gosh! Please go into the tunnel. Oh my, the bat just needs to go upwards. Let's go, come on. Yes, yes, yes! That was the absolute worst mob yet. I just realized that this has probably seen more dimensions than any other bat in the history of Minecraft. Sticking with the flying mobs, I want to get my pet parrot, Cookie. What a chad, making this easy. And there you go. Near my parrot, I remembered that there was also a rare pumpkin drown. Go through the portal, portal, portal. Great, follow me. And quick we need to build a cage. There we are. I kind of wanted it to look like a ruined monument. Maybe next we could do the cat. I saw somewhere online a really cool cat tree design. That actually looks really good. Now to move the cat here. If you didn't know, I have a cat in real life called Caiaphas. I got a custom textured pack that makes cats look like Caiaphas. This one's easy, it's the turtle. This one is not easy, it's the charged creeper. But with the normal creeper, I actually failed several times trying to do the ender pearl teleporting. Although I might have a better idea that will work really well. What if we set up a chunk loader here? Okay, perfect, it's a thunderstorm. Now, charged creeper, you need to follow me. Because the chunk loader is running, this place is always going to be loaded. Now, if we go through the portal first, completely safe. Now, there he goes, and what you think? Pretty cool, right? I thought the glass looked like electricity. While we're in this area, I actually wanna get a zombie villager. And then this normal villager, if we use the trident, nice, it's a witch. There is the witch done. Finally, the normal villager. And that's gonna conclude phase one of this project. Phase two is going to be much, much, much worse. To start things off, we need to think up a plan for the mobs that can't leave the nether. Because this portal leads to where the rest of the mobs are, I think putting the nether mobs here would be really cool. What if we make a smaller version of the end portal in the bedrock? That means all of this bedrock needs to go. This machine here should break a single piece of bedrock, but that's slow, which is why I built this machine, which breaks an entire row of bedrock. 
I'm done. It's 2 a.m. right now. I can't believe how crazy this looks. The next day, I streamed building the tower above this hole, and dang, this looks beautiful. Well, now before we get too off subject, it's time to get all of the mobs in. Piglin, Hoglin, now the Piglin Brute. That's so convenient there's one down there. That's only like 500 blocks from spawn as well. First of all, I wanna make a platform to the cage. Now, please don't die or kill me. Come on up, please. That's the Piglin Brute done. This next mob is gonna be the first of the worst. The Pigman Jockey. I don't know why I made that so dramatic. But anyways, these guys can't go through portals, which forces us to trap it in the nether. Now, the unfortunate part about these mobs is that they are extremely rare. However, if we first build a platform up here, now, by using hundreds of eggs, we're going to get a lot of chickens. And then by using steroids, <coughs> I mean seeds, these chickens will grow up instantly. The reason we need chickens is that when Minecraft tries to spawn zombie pigmen, it searches the surrounding area for chickens for the pigmen to be riding. And there it is. This is gonna be super risky, but please follow. There, the pigmen jockey is done. Aren't these supposed to be really rare? Oh my buddy, please just follow me back. And that's the next jockey mob finished. Finally, we just have the double jockey. And there it is, every single nether mob, which means phase two is finished. Now, this is where the video is going to get fun because every mob from here on out will be more and more difficult until we get to the warden. Okay, Strider, let's go. I think I actually have a Halloween wither skeleton here. Yes, I do. Okay, now we only have one shot at this because if he dies, I don't have any more. Come on, and there we are. Cool fact, the wither skeleton is actually my favorite mob. All right, now we have to get a panda. I believe that somewhere over here there is a jungle. Yes, and there is a panda. Okay, let's go through the portal. While we're in the jungle, I wanna find an awesome Slot. There we go through the portal and into the end. No, no, no water water water. We're good now That is the 47th mob collected. That means I'm over halfway done This should be pretty easy as long as nothing goes wrong now. We have the fan favorite. Yo, it's a whole family of them All right, everyone. It's time to leave. I mean, it's definitely a home for the axolotl. I'll make it better later. Quickly, I want to do an easy mob that I forgot about, and that's the bee. Now we have to get a lead and then attach it to the bee, and we have a balloon. There it is. We could just stick to the passive mobs and get the rabbit. Near the end portal, I definitely remember seeing a few rabbits. Come on, stop running. Now we just need to walk it back. Okay, down the stairs, nice. Now let's go. Dude, yeah, so I got two more rabbits, each of which died. And finally on the fourth attempt, I managed to get the rabbit in. The fox is going to be the 50th mob. I think to make this even cooler, I think we should find one of the Arctic ones. So... Okay, there's one. Get on the lead. Yes, and through the portal. My dude, that rug burn looks terribly painful. And this one we're gonna call Daxon. We've done basically every land mobs. I think we can move on to the three water mobs. The squid, glow squid, and dolphin. These are challenging because they need water to survive. So first of all, I wanna make this area underwater. And then we need water channels. Now we just need to begin with the squid. Okay, that's actually pretty close to the portal. Let's go, buddy. 
There's no time to die. I need to get this video out. I think the squid is in the end now. Okay, yes, and now the lead. Let's go. Come to your prison, <laughs> I mean home. Nice, that's the squid. Glow squid, you're up next. I actually thought those ones were gonna be much worse than they really were. Quickly, let's lead this dolphin in. Holy, what is going on? Again, through the water tubes. There we are. I actually really like the dolphin's home. The crazy thing is that this room is pretty much filled out. This spot right here is for the cave spider, and I think this one shouldn't be too hard because we have a mine shaft very close to the portal. Now I have to wait for a spider to spawn. All right, yep, that spider's poison does indeed work. Now, buddy, follow me. What? Attempt two. Bro. Attempt three. I thought this would be easy. Don't die, please. There it is, the cave spider. I nearly cried for the spider when I realized they could go into minecarts. If my calculations are correct, we're 65% done with collecting mobs. But there's something I haven't been telling you. It's that I'm seriously afraid of raids. I've nearly died on several occasions but now it's time so first of all we have the pillager oh god why is that ravenger chasing me I'm gonna have a nightmare after seeing that wow that actually wasn't too hard to get into the end quickly let's make the cage it that these things can go in minecarts but bats can't next let's get the vindicator and finally the evoker geez here goes nothing now let's make a portal and link it to the nether hold on how did another wave spawn in if the evoker was still there anyways now let's move the evoker with a minecart and now please just go through the portal now he's going to the cage nice that is everything i need from the raid Actually, no it's not. Remember how I said I would collect every jockey mob? Well, as it turns out, these raid mobs spawn on Ravengers, which means I now need to collect three additional Ravengers. that was close so for now i've just trapped the ravengers in pits because we need to build the houses for them later that's actually a huge weight off of my shoulders i feel like we can now move on to the extra mobs before the next phase that's totally a wither now the polar bear we gotta get a zoglin that's the cage. What are you doing here? Well, that's the mob. Guardian, come on. There he goes on a rail. That should be it for the guardian. The magma cube, blaze. Okay, ouch, 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 ouch. Stray, come on, through the portal. And this is fast. No! They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. That was my only one. Here's a new one. And there you are. Then the silverfish. And then the phantom. Now there's a trick for the shulker that not many people know about. If you place a shulker box and then throw a weakness potion in a golden apple, it turns into a normal shulker. I'm just kidding. To get the shulker, I had to build a bridge to the void. And then by making a railway, I was able to bring a real shulker in. Anyways, those mobs complete phase three. Everything you've seen until this point, was easy. I'm about to attempt to collect the villager jockey and the warden. Spoiler alert, that one does not go well. First of all, we need to build an area for our jockey mobs. So, boom. I earlier got some skeleton horsemen to spawn and I wanna put one in this far cage. There it is. Well, now it's time for those ravengers I was putting off from earlier. Okay, as soon as I break this dirt, the fun begins. 
All right, this isn't as bad as long as I keep my distance. Follow me. Okay, don't fall. And come on down. Nice, and we just need to block this off. Time for the Vindicator Ravager. Goodness, that hurts. Let's go, buddy. And here we are. One more to go. But unfortunately, this is the most dangerous of them all. And he's out, he's out. Now cross the water. And drop on in. Why isn't he dropping? No, no, stop it, Vexes. Please come onto the block. Good, and breaking it. All right, block it off. Oof, that was tiring. Okay, let's pause here on these jockey mobs, and we're gonna move on to the end dimension. Now, obviously, we have our normal mobs here, but then we also have the dangerous mobs. Because they're dangerous, we need a different spot for them far from the ship. I was thinking that we could build some sort of place through one of these gateways, so... Here we go. So each one of these three rooms is for a separate mob. So let's actually get them now. For the Ender Dragon, I've decided that I'm just gonna build it out of blocks because there's no way I could trap the real one and still be able to leave the end dimension. So... I saw this design on the internet and I actually thought it was pretty cool. Now for the Elder Guardian and... Wait, is that a spider jockey? I actually need one of these. We should try to trap it right now. Please, bro, don't die. There we go. That's another one checked off. While we're here, let's actually try to get the zombie jockey mob. This has a 1 in 400 chance of spawning whenever a random zombie comes in. To increase those odds, I've actually set up some chickens down below, and then we just need to wait. Nice, and there it is. For the husk jockey, it's the exact same idea, just in the desert. I have spent like 30 minutes waiting for one. Great, there it is. The next mob is a drowned jockey, and I didn't even know that these existed until about 20 minutes ago. Anyways, these are very challenging because the only way to get one is by creating a farm like this one. And then waiting for the jockey to spawn. Guys, I've been AFKing here for about an hour just waiting, but look at the day count. I thought I'd show you the moment it changes to 8,000. Wow. It's about two hours later, and one finally spawned. Follow me. Here we go. He's in. Wow, I got distracted by those jockey mobs. Now we need to do the Elder Guardian. And I'm a little worried about this one because of the mining fatigue and how much damage it does. I think, first of all, we should set up a railway that connects to this portal. And now I want to open up the top of this monument and drain everything with sponges. Perfect, now you need to get in the minecart. No, 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 there he goes, into the portal. Now through the nether, he's in the end. Now go through the gateway, please. Finally into the cage we made. Wow, this feels so weird seeing it in the outer end islands. Okay, I think that completes every mob I can currently do. I'm about to attempt something very risky. I'm gonna update the world to the snapshot version 22W14A. Now, as we get the new Alley and Frog, I'm gonna explain why we're in this snapshot. Basically, the Warden has an attack called the Sonic Boom. This thing is basically pure death, but this snapshot was released before the Warden got the Sonic Boom. My idea is that we can trap the Warden in this update and then afterwards update to 119. And there it is, the new Alley and Frog are trapped. Oh god, here's the deep dark. I think that's a shrieker. Those are what spawned the warden.
Oh my gosh, what is happening? Let's go through the portal now. Break that. There it is! Okay, block up quickly. This is terrifying. That instantly popped my totem. Yep, I literally had no idea how dangerous the warden actually was because this was my first time seeing it. Okay, now all I have to do is not fall off of this bridge. Then you can go through this portal, please, sir. And remember that chunk loader we used before? I'm doing the same thing this time so I don't get smacked. Perfect, he is in the end now. Let's take it up the stairs. And you go through the gateway. There he is! I am not totally terrified of that. Okay, flick this lever, here he comes. And mine these now. My goodness, that is the warden. Now I can update to 119. Jeez, the game looks so much better. Wow, 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 that's the warden trapped in the end. But as you see, there's still two missing mobs. What are they, you might ask? They are the villager jockey and the adult zombie villager jockey. You've probably never seen either of these because of how rare they are. Let me explain. Whenever a zombie spawns, it has a 1 in 20 chance of becoming a zombie villager. From there, it has another 1 in 20 chance of being a baby. And then another 1 in 20 to be on a chicken. Essentially, you are more likely to be struck by lightning in Minecraft before one of these spawn. I might have an idea on how to obtain these. I have this all mob farm here, and I'm thinking if we just put portals at the bottom, any jockey mob that spawns will not go through the portals. And then we just watch for the mobs to spawn. Well, I am going to AFK here until I see one spawn. I spent over 10 hours watching the farm until one finally spawned in. <gasps> name tag, name tag. And then another 12 hours before the next one spawned. Yes! Yes! Oh my gosh! Now to get the villager on a chicken, we actually need to cure this zombie. There you go. What the heck? That looks so weird. Well, now it's time to move these guys 4,000 blocks to the cages. I also replaced the normal chicken jockey with this super rare one I found at the mob farm. I'm not sure how rare this one is, but if you could let me know in the comments, that would be awesome. The final thing to do is to convert this upside down villager jockey into a zombie. <laughs> what is that? Wait a minute, that's all 86 mobs. Well, I think before we do any more work in the end, we should take a break and do something else. The 1.19 update just came out, so how about we raid some ancient cities? It's another day in Minecraft. Except, something extraordinary is happening. The migration of the cows. One cow deviates from the rest and finds itself in a ruined city from the past. How unfortunate. Hey everyone, it's Wumba here, and today we're going to raid 100 ancient cities to try to get as much loot as possible. And the reason we're doing this is so that we can answer the question of just how much loot is in the average city. Well, here we are. So if we go through this portal, 
That's right, so in the last video we found an ancient city. Now, the problem is that if I make any sound, these shriekers will spawn a warden. Although using wool to walk on apparently doesn't make any sound. Oh, I just got an advancement. Wait, does that count as a sound? Okay, no, no, I think we're good. Let's just cover this thing up to prevent it from shrieking. Quickly, we're also gonna search this area for any other shriekers and try to break them. Alright, so I should probably explain why we're here. So there's this absolute genius named El Mango. Anyways, he made this machine that makes it so no wardens can ever spawn. I'm hoping that if the machine works, we can loot all 100 ancient cities without any wardens attacking. To make this machine, we first need to place a row of wool here. Oh gosh, no! Okay, that's only the first shriek. I believe we get three strikes before a warden spawns. Now, I gotta clear five blocks out from the shrieker on each side. And then this deep slate needs to be removed seven blocks down. So... Then some more wool. And on top of this, we need carpet so that a warden doesn't just spawn up here. Piston, wool, poppers, piston, redstone, and there's a redstone clock that moves every five seconds. Quickly, we also need to build a chunk loader here. And I'm waiting for this trap door to move. Great, it works. Now to run this machine, we need to shoot some arrows in here. And as soon as I place this sensor, it's gonna start running. Wait, 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 why is it getting darker in here? Why do I hear a warden, please? Maybe it's supposed to give you darkness. I am terrified of this, but I think it's working. I'm gonna stay shifting just in case. Okay, good, the darkness went away. That sound is not helping my anxiety. Oh, wow, yeah, I think we're good. Now, what's in this chest? Hey, not too shabby, some disc fragments, echo shards. Whoa, that diamond hoe has a lot of enchantments. Swift sneak and amethysts. Well, if this machine is working, I'm gonna loot the rest of this city. Wow, more swift sneak. Yeah, for now I kinda just wanna collect everything. Whoa, enchanted golden apple. Apparently these are pretty common in cities. Yo, two other side discs. I kinda wanna see what happens if we mine one of these reinforced deep slate blocks. Nothing. Oh, well then. Well, here we are. This is the loot from just one city. And before we leave for the other 99, I want to prepare a little bit. I'm pretty sure we'll be doing a lot of flying to find all of the cities. And I'd like to craft a bunch of fireworks. I believe that at our sugarcane farm... Yes, there is a lot of sugarcane being produced. Let's just collect three shulkers. And now at the storage, do we have any gunpowder? One stack of gunpowder and paper makes three stacks of fireworks. Now I'm just going to make a buttload of these. And there we are. A little over five shulkers worth should definitely be enough. I also want to grab a bunch of obsidian. That should be good. Let's also grab a flint and steel, a bow, and then some empty shulker boxes. Hopefully all of this should be enough to raid the 100 cities. Finally, I also want to repair my elytra at the XP farm. And goodness, that part is always stressful. 
Now to make sure we don't get attacked by mobs, we need to turn the mob switch on and then the warden switch. Now nothing should be able to spawn. Hold on, just checking. Are you subscribed? These videos take a ton of time and energy to create and if you're enjoying watching, don't forget to click that button so you don't miss out on any future content. So let's just go really far out into the nether and make a portal. Oh, we're actually in a cave already. I'm pretty sure that deep darks only spawn under mountains and we're in an ocean, so... Whoa, I did not expect to find one that quickly. Oh my gosh, two in a single chest already? If you're wondering how I already have so many apples, I collected most of these from desert temples in the past. It's one of my personal goals for the world to eventually get 1,000 enchanted golden apples. And with them being so common now, I might actually be able to make that happen. Now, let's finish looting this city. I did not know that skeleton skulls could generate in here. Yeah, why not? Let's collect those too. And that's the second city done. I actually streamed the next couple of cities and got a ton of loot from them until the warden switch turned off randomly. Oh, looks like there's another chest there. W why did that shriek? That's not supposed to happen. Wait, maybe it's because I broke the chest. That's a warden, that's a warden. Leave, leave, leave. I've seen too many videos of people dying to the warden. Did the machine break? Like what happened? The warden wasn't supposed to spawn. Well, this side seems to be working. Oh, it's cause I logged out of the world and that unloaded the machine. Okay then, while we continue, I gotta remember not to leave the world so that doesn't happen again. So back to it then. Jeez, this city had six enchanted apples inside of it. And as the cities got checked off, I approached the first major milestone. Oh yes, that's the 64th apple. And now I have an entire stack. That is so beautiful. I also thought it'd be interesting to try and collect all of the diamond tools we find to see how many we can get by the end. So I've been looting cities for about five hours now and we just finished the 25th city. So yay. But I think it's time to play a little game cause I'm getting bored. I wanna see how many enchanted apples I can find in one hour. According to this website, these are all of the mountain biomes and under most of the mountains is a city. To maximize the amount of apples I get in one hour, we can simply fly to these mountains and then mine down and hope to get lucky. Timer starts in three, two, one. There's our first, second, yo, two in one chest. Oh, four? Someone please tell me the odds of that. Jeez. That's 30 minutes. That is beautiful landscape. I'm gonna just mark these coordinates in case I ever wanna build here. Five, four, three, two, one, and that's time. Can I please count that one? Well, anyways, in a single hour, we got 21, 22 if you count that last one, and that averages to one every three minutes. That is really fast. Just keep in mind, I'm only showing you the enchanted apples I find, but at the end of the video, you're gonna see all of the loot, assuming I survive, of course. Come on, be honest, did you think it was real for even one second? And that is the 50th city rated, exactly halfway. 
Ooh, look, it's a savannah village. Now, you may or may not know this, but sometimes inside of these chests, you can find tall grass. Yes, and these are special because this is the only way you can obtain this item. While we're exploring, let's just make sure to check these villages for the chests. The spruce villages are the same as well, except they have the tall fern item. Well, then I'm gonna keep doing this and I'll see you guys in a little bit. As I continued raiding cities, I streamed the whole process on the Discord server. If you'd like to come hang out and chat with me, there's a link in the description. Holy wow, this is a beautiful area. I gotta say, the Caves and Cliffs update has gotta be one of my favorites. When I wasn't getting distracted by the mountains, I also managed to watch two movies and listen to half of the Hobbit audiobook. That book is 11 hours long, so that's saying something. All of this city raiding really made me think to myself. These cities were supposed to be the most dangerous place in the world, but instead they're actually the safest. I wonder when Mojang is going to fix this method. Until then... That was easy. Yes, I really did buy a that was easy button just for this video. We only got 25 more cities to raid, and I think to keep myself interested, I'm gonna press that button every time I complete one. Then it's time to stop putting it off, and let's do this. That was easy. That's 80 done. That was easy. That was easy. 85 done. That was easy. 95 cities done. Okay, I just found eight enchanted golden apples in one city. That has got to be rare. Wow, that's really cool. I've never seen a woodland mansion inside of a mountain before. And this is the final city. Jeez, that's a lot of apples. No way, the final city, I just cut seven enchanted apples. That was easy. Oh, it feels good to be done. Now let's just head back and see all of the loot. Wait, I'm over 70,000 blocks from spawn. To get back, I'm gonna quickly make a nether portal. By using ladders and an ender pearl, we can glitch on top of the ceiling. And now because it's the nether, we actually need to crouch all the way back for 8,000 blocks. I'm kidding, that would take forever. Okay then, here we are. These are all of the shulker boxes full of loot from 100 ancient cities. Let's quickly sort everything out. First of all, the thing that everyone was wondering, I got over five and a half double chests of diamond hoes. That's roughly three diamond hoes per city on average. What am I gonna use all of these for? Next up, we have over three double chests of other side discs. Yeah, that's not obsessive at all. We also have over a double chest of amethyst shards, and then about 19 stacks of disc shards, and all of these Swift Sneak 3 books. This chest over here is the valuable one. So over three stacks of skeleton skulls, enchanted golden apples. Keep in mind that I originally had 37. So that means in all of the ancient cities, I found a total of 243 apples or roughly 2.4 per city. Finally, we also got all of these diamonds, plants and other things. That's really not bad at all. And saying it only took me about 20 hours, I'd call that a decent haul. Just before we put these catalysts into the storage, I want to try something. Okay, I'm so sorry, sheep, but nice. I still can't believe how many enchanted golden apples we have. What? What's that? So my remaining mega projects require a ton of new blocks. We should put everything on hold and build some more farms. 
I'm gonna transform this entire mushroom island into a full medieval kingdom with over 100 houses, a castle, a massive dragon, boats, and a ton of other crazy secrets. This video contains over 300 hours of work and is by far my most ambitious project ever. Make sure to stick around to the end and I promise you won't regret it. So about eight months ago, when I was exploring, I happened across this mushroom island. I thought it'd be pretty cool to make a base here, but the thing is to build anything here, these mushrooms first need to go. Okay, now that the mushrooms are gone, I'd like to begin with terraforming the shape of this island. Wait, oh my gosh, I got a sick idea. You see that pool there? Doesn't it kind of look like an eye of a skull? Oh, I could put another eye there and maybe a mouth below. Yeah, I'm gonna quickly try to shape this out because it would be so cool to make this island into a skull. To get the correct shape, I did use a few photos to trace it, but then I had to keep flying up and down to make sure everything was correct. Well, here we are. It's looking pretty fancy, except I lied. It looks horrible. We need to get rid of all of this mycelium. I think I just have a natural hatred towards all mushrooms or something. So there are pretty much two ways to do this. The first is to cover it all in water. That will convert the mycelium into dirt, where we could then place grass and it would spread. However, that method is pretty slow. So then we could try the second approach of covering all of the blocks in netherrack. Afterwards, we could remove the netherrack and should only have dirt. Oh. Oh man, there are over 100,000 blocks to cover. Here is the first block. Alright, it has been 15 hours and I have turned the entire place into a grassy oasis. Next up, it's time to terraform this entire island. I'm gonna first fill in all of these open spots and then I'm gonna make a platform for the future castle. It looks like the inner parts also need to be terraformed. I first cleared all of the water away and then mined them down. From there, I replaced the floors and the walls to make them look much more rough and random. After I finished that, I spent several hours mining all of this flat land around the island down so it would look more natural. Now that we've finished that, I kind of want to connect these floating parts to the ground. I think we could use cobblestone, andesite, and stone to do this. This required building an additional cobblestone farm, as well as a super smelter to cook all of it into normal stone. And now I gotta mine a whole bunch of andesite. Perfect, we got all of our materials and now it's time to terraform. Because I was underwater for such a long time, I also needed a conduit. But to make the conduit, I needed a drown farm so that I could get the nautilus shells to make the conduit. Well, our island is fully terraformed and it only took 150 hours and countless YouTube streams. I do however think this is a good time to begin planning the city. I'd first like to put a castle up there somewhere and maybe leading up to it we can have a bridge. Just kidding, I lied. Actually, Actually two bridges. Next, I think we should begin working on the castle. I actually made a full separate video on building this castle, so I highly recommend checking that out first. But basically, I had to shape the castle, and then using over 80,000 blocks, I built up walls, a roof, towers, courtyards, houses, and this thing. Let's not talk about that. All of this required building an additional dripstone farm, netherwort farm, a villager breeder, villager trading hall, an iron farm, a dragon egg duper, sand duper, 
and a concrete converter. Yup, all in all, I spent about 200 hours making this entire island into what it is. But now this is where the video is going to get even more insane. Because today I'm gonna subscribe I mean, collect over 400,000 blocks to prepare for the surrounding city. I've made a full list of all the items I will need for this project. But the thing is, some of these are really difficult to get large quantities of. So the plan for today is to build all those farms for these items. First of all, we're gonna need a bunch of wood, but to store the wood, we're gonna need shulker boxes. My old shulker farm kinda broke. So the first farm we're going to be building is a shulker farm. It looks like there's a big list of items required. First up, scaffolding, smooth stone slabs, soul sand, buttons, trapdoors, glass, and... Alright, that should be everything. Now to build this farm, I was thinking that in the industrial district with all the other farms would be best. Well then, it's time to begin. I'm putting a bunch of snowmen in here. I guess these attack the shulker and make it work. I also needed to make this super easy snow farm for all of the golems. Okay now, we need to spawn an endermite in here. And get into the minecart. And that should be the last block of the farm. Now we actually need to get a shulker into the farm. And if I recall, yes, a while back, I actually managed to get a few shulkers into the overworld at spawn. So let's quickly make a path to the place. If I could please stop getting hit, minecart. Yes, there he goes. Move it, buddy. Drop in, please. And it should be working. Yes, we are getting shells. However, once these shulkers spawn on these spots, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot faster. I think if I quickly build a chunk loader above the farm. Now while we work on our other projects, the farm will AFK and should get these shulkers. Although these shulkers are just half of the problem. To make a shulker box, you need two shells and a chest. To make a chest, that's eight wooden planks. Say I wanted to make several thousand shulker boxes, I would need a ton of wood. So I think our next farm will be a wood farm. I had a really cool idea for a wood farm area. Basically, there are nine different types of wood in game. Now I've researched high and I've researched low, and I've found really good farms for each of these woods. Now something that needs to be taken into account is that each of these farms require a ton of bone meal to fuel them. So what if we built all nine farms in one area and then make a crazy bone meal farm on top of that? After that, we could create tubes that link all of them to the bone meal farms. I actually think this is a really cool idea, but first I need to find where I'm going to build these farms. Possibly out here on the ocean? Because I do have a bunch of other farms out here, it might be a good spot. The first wood farm we're going to be building is going to be a mangrove farm. This new wood came with everyone's favorite update 1.19. The mangrove color is really nice, and I'm sure that on the castle island I'll use a lot of it. So let's follow the tutorial and build this thing. This run requires some stone bricks, and for some reason a bunch of stripped oak logs. This is going to be satisfying. Perfect. Now a ton of redstone stuff. Let's also grab some chests for storage. And I think that should be everything. I'm going to quickly go ahead and build the farm. Nice. That was actually really easy to follow. To test it, we need some propagules and then to place them here while it's running. Holy cow, that's all of the wood from like 30 seconds of running it. Although to let that farm AFK, I do need to make a propagule farm, but I'm gonna make that one later. Next up, we have another relatively simple farm, the Nether Trees farm. The cool thing about this is that it doesn't actually need a player to run. 
That essentially means it can be chunk loaded and will be producing infinite wood. There we are. To run this, we're gonna need a ton of bone meal, which I do not have. So before we test that one, I wanna build up the bone meal farm. Jeez, that's a lot of items. For some reason, this farm requires 400 target blocks, each of which require a hay bale. Do we have any hay? Not much. Well, I have seen people go to villages and get the hay bales. Why are there so many iron golems? And that should be all that we need. I suppose also a ton of redstone things. Some glass and concrete. And now that everything is in shulker boxes, we can go ahead and build it up. This farm design is by Il Mingo. It's a simple bone meal farm, but I built the largest version that makes over 26,000 bone meal in an hour. And there we are. If everything is working as intended, I should only have to put a bit of bone meal in this first section and then flick the lever. I think we can quickly connect the output of this farm to the nether trees and test if it works or not. Okay, here comes the first bone meal. I'm gonna need to let it run for a little while because it's gotta be completely full before the tree farm can work. The extra bone meal is starting to get burnt. I think if we flick this lever. Okay, the TNT. Oh man, the trees are growing. Oh my gosh, look at how much wood is just floating there. Actually, it's perfect because I was wanting to build the storage for all of these farms down here, and I'm gonna need a bunch of chests and shulker boxes inside of it. Wait, I wonder if the shulker farm is still running. We'll check back in later. So first of all, to make the storage for the farms, I'm gonna need to collect even more items. Keep in mind that I'm leaving out the crafting of most items. For example, I needed several hundred observers. Those require cobblestone, quartz, and redstone. I had to first use my cobble farm. Then I went to my gold farm where I then used all of the gold to trade at my piglin bartering farm for quartz. After that I collected redstone at the cow king raid farm. Oh yeah, I also needed a lot of slime, a ton of honey, I used this farm, and pistons and more quartz and wood and glass and trapdoors and hoppers and item frames. Let's just say that collecting the materials for this storage in the next farm was not easy and took me several hours. Oh, at least now I just need to build the farm. It shouldn't be too bad, I hope. What the heck, this is gonna take hours and hours it did take. What I didn't realize is that if I messed up even one part, the entire farm would break. It's time to test it. Why is it not working? Oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe this. This one rail here needs to be at a slant. Okay, so yeah, the next farm is done. The really cool part about this farm is that you can do five different types of woods. You just press the button and you get whichever wood you want. I guess that means there's just one more farm to do. But before that, I do wanna build a super tiny propagule farm right here. Hopefully it should allow me to AFK the mangrove farm and not run out of propagules. Next up, I'd like to connect all of the farms to the bone meal farm and test if each one works. There we go. I also made some super quick glass tubes and later we're gonna make it so you can change whichever farm they go to. But first, let's get the dark oak tree farm finished. I didn't even think it was possible to farm dark oak before. Okay, I seem to have run out of target blocks again. I seriously need a wheat farm. 
and there it is. Now, I actually want to test this one. I think what we do is we get a bunch of saplings in our hand and then turn it on, get in the minecart. Now I need to point this direction, hold down my right click, yes. Dude, it's been like five minutes. What the heck? I am thoroughly mind blown. The best part is though, that was the last wood farm I had to make. I do however want to quickly set up some redstone to control the bone meal tubes. So if you notice, we have glass blocks here to stop the bone meal from falling. But when I remove the glass, it just falls through the water to the next tube. I was thinking if we set up some pistons here, I could control it with a lever. So... All right, and that completes the wood farms. If you know your redstone, you can probably recognize that I'm going to be using shulker box loaders here. Now that we have a ton of wood from the farms and the shells from the shulker farm, we gotta fill all of these chests up. Wait, has the shulker farm been working this whole time? There it is. Oh my, yes, it's been working. Okay then, with all the shells and all of this wood, I'm about to craft over 1,700 shulker boxes to put in here. Crafting them up like this is amazing because you can just do 64 at a time. What's crazy is that 1700 shulker boxes still isn't enough to fully stock this system. However, before we do any more, let's finish this half of the storage. Over here I'd like to sort some of the more rare items, like the mangrove roots, nether leaves, and apples. Why the apples? Um, um, I don't know. After over 30 hours of collecting items, building farms, and AFKing at them, these final shulker boxes should finish the wood district. Yes! Now to basically make sure everything's working, but to also get the items, I'm gonna spend a few hours AFKing at every farm. It's been a little while, but before I show you how much wood I collected, I'm legally inclined to say sorry to Team Trees. No, for real though, like first the mushroom trees, then I basically destroyed the mushroom's home, and now I'm literally using TNT to bomb thousands of mass-produced trees. Goodness gracious, when you put it that way, it, it was, absolutely worth it because i mean look at all of this wood this was from four hours of afking we are going to be more than prepared for this future city on the island except what i didn't tell you was that the shulker boxes and wood for the city was only half of the equation you see this house looks good but it's all wood this house also looks good but it's all stone i'm pretty sure you see where i'm going yep this stone and wood house looks extra splendid next up we need to collect like 200,000 stone blocks i was wondering how we might actually get these blocks. First of all, the basic stuff like stone, I can simply get from the stone farm. From there, I can craft stone bricks, as well as cook those in the super smelter to get cracked stone bricks. But then getting something like 31,000 deep slate will be much more challenging. I'm gonna quickly do some research and see if there's a way to farm the block. Okay, I did a bit of research and I think we're gonna build a tunnel bore. To build this machine, we first gotta find the perfect spot. I think right here in the mesa works. And now I gotta mine all the way down to Y minus 55. Okay, and now I'd like to set up a beacon here. So... Now this is either gonna be awesome and save a ton of time or awesome and kill me. And run, run, run. This is not quite large enough. I'm gonna repeat this until it's finished. 
that should be it. Now, I just need to build up the machine and I already have all the materials except for these weird dead coral fans. So it looks like I'm gonna take a little trip to the coral reef. Now that I have enough, let's build up the machine. And that should be the final part. I think to use the machine, we hit this note block. Please work, please work, please work. Okay, that was loud. Then I think we just come in here and make sure to pick up the items. Yup, that's from just one round. I guess we just need to repeat this until I have enough. I'm also gonna collect all of the tough and diamond ores that I find because they'll become more useful later. Now that all the deep slate and tough blocks can be checked off, I wanna gather a bunch of dirt for paths and terraforming on the island. In total, I think about 12 shulkers will be enough. I've never really collected that much dirt before. In the past, whenever I had to collect dirt, I usually would get a bunch of shovels and just mine it, but I think there might be a faster and more explosively interesting way of obtaining it. TNT, TNT, that's what it is. Okay, here goes nothing. Roughly a stack and a half from just one TNT. So then if we get a bunch of these and just keep exploding them. There's our first inventory. This method is actually really good. And here we are, the last shulker completely full. Not too shabby. That only took like 30 minutes to get that much dirt. But uh, let's not talk about this area. Also, now that we got all the dirt, let's use some gravel to make coarse dirt. And four shulkers should definitely be enough. So I was looking at the new 1.19 blocks and I absolutely love the mud blocks. And I even more love the packed mud blocks. I'd like to collect about 10 shulkers of mud in total or just over 17,000 blocks. That's kind of a lot. There are mud farms that I've seen, but the issue with those is that they're slow and they use dirt, which doesn't really make sense because then I'd have to go out again and mine more dirt. So then I guess that leaves the option of finding a mangrove biome and mining the dirt. Yo, finally, that took like 30 minutes. I was considering doing the TNT method again, but honestly, in this case, I think just digging it up is faster. We definitely got enough mud, but I also wanna get the packed mud block, except this block is challenging to get because it requires wheat, like a lot of wheat. If I wanna make four shulkers of packed mud, that requires 6,912 wheat. Just mining hay bales isn't gonna cut it this time. I think instead, I'm gonna make a quick wheat farm. Let's just get the materials really fast. Concrete, hoppers, dirt, pistons, and redstone dust. All right, now to build it, I went ahead and built it in the wood farm district because that allowed me to connect it to the bone meal farm. To use the machine, we just have to come down here and isn't that pretty cool? That's nearly two wheat every second. I'm gonna run this machine until there's enough wheat to make all the packed mud blocks. That should be all of it. But I was noticing that as I made some tools, my levels got pretty low. Time to AFK at the gold farm. All of that gold is from one hour of AFK. This is actually really convenient because if we take the gold to the pigment farm, 
And yup, they got some more blocks we need. Soul sand and blackstone, but also a ton of quartz and string. Oh yeah, I'm also now level 1015, so that's pretty cool. I was hoping that with all this quartz, I could craft diorite, which I could then turn into andesite. But to get 10 full shulkers of these blocks, that would require an insane amount of quartz. So I think it might just be better to go out and mine the blocks. And as for where we can mine the blocks, I think in the wall of this perimeter will work perfectly. Oh yeah, to make this perimeter where we're mining the blocks, I used a world eater. It could be argued that it's another farm, but I'll leave that to you to decide in the comments. It has been a while. I finished collecting exactly four shulkers of diorite, four of andesite, and two of granite. I got so many of each because I just love using these blocks in houses. You know, we've been collecting blocks for so long that I think I'll do the final couple ones in a montage. Lots of bricks and chisel bricks. There we go, sandstone and smooth sandstone. There we go. That's everything. I'm going to now move everything to the island and we can see the grand total. Jeez, about 250 shulkers completely full of items that we're gonna be using to build this city. Doing the math on that, that's a grand total of 432,000 items. Well, I guess that's it for today's video. Nope, now it's time to plan the entire city out. Don't worry, this will be quick. Anyways, I wanted the island to be split into 10 different districts. The castle district, the poor area, religious area, rich, the farms, industrial, the mine, the courtyard, the market, the ships, and the surrounding islands, as well as finally the dragon. One small thing, I think we should cover the entire island in beacons to make the work here easier. How about we quickly craft up 100 beacons? Oh, wait, I don't have enough nether stars. That's the 100 nether star. That's 100 beacons. And that's 72 beacons on an island. For real though, this project is probably going to take me over half a year to finish. If you're interested in seeing the progress, please remember to subscribe and turn notifications on so that whenever I post the next part, you don't miss out. Wait a minute, no way. Someone just told me that if I get a charged creeper to blow up my shulker boxes, they duplicate. Here goes nothing. Well, I did a ton of work on the Castle Island and built many farms in the last episode. So let's take a little break and start working on a world record. This is a single map. And did you know that you can expand it? So this map is now the max level and look at how large that area is. Wait a minute, I wonder what the largest map you can make is. So I found that by placing item frames on a wall and then by getting two maps next to each other, you can make a mega map. Now the cool thing about this is that there's no limit. Okay, okay, 
Okay, yup, so today we're gonna make a humongous map of my entire world. If you didn't know, maps are kinda laggy and have sorta been known to corrupt worlds. Oh man, I hope nothing bad happens. The thing about this map room is that I can't just make it. I also want the surrounding area to look good, and that's gonna require a lot of preparation. I have an idea on where to start this project, but first we're gonna need to collect some items. Whoa! So I just downloaded this texture pack that makes item frames invisible? Part of me kinda wanted to surprise you with floating items and stuff, but I got too excited. This looks so cool. So first of all, we need some black concrete, iron blocks, some beacons, obby, and then a flint steel. Then we need to find a location to build this map room. Well, this area already has a lot of builds, and from the tests I did on the creative world, I don't really want to make the map room near any of these because I'm pretty sure it's going to lag. How about this place? Yeah, it does seem to be out of the way for the most part. Please be surface, please be surface. Ever since the Caves and Cliffs update, whenever I make a new portal, I always end up like 40,000 miles underground. Anyways, this place is kind of cool. First of all, I do want to mark out a concrete circle for the map room. I definitely didn't mess that up several times. From edge to edge, that should be 101 wide. And by doing the math, that means there are going to be over 8,021 maps for an entire layer. This is certainly a pretty massive place, but even though it's marked out, it's not quite ready for the maps. You're going to need a little backstory. Ryan the Skyan. Yes, this man. He recently challenged me to dig a big hole in my world. At first I said no, then he told me again, and I still said no. But then this itching thought grew within my mind. What if I dug a big hole? So I got back to my employee, Ryan, and said, I'm gonna blow up a massive hole. Thank you for the idea. Oh man, was that a mistake to say. Last I checked, the game was still called Minecraft and they had not relabeled it to TNT Craft, all right? So think about what you're doing. Just dig the hole with your hands, okay? You're an adult, I, I think. I don't know if you are. So yup, I guess we're gonna get started with digging this 350,000 block hole by hand. Okay, to at least make this as fast as possible, let's set up a full beacon here. And hey, on a quick side note, have you checked if you're subscribed? These videos take a really long time to create, and if you enjoy them, it would mean so much if you clicked that button so you don't miss out on any future content. Cool, next I want to set up a temporary storage, that way when we're mining the hole we can save all the blocks, which should come in handy later. Well anyways, this shovel's about to break, so let's go do what I do best and over-prepare. First of all, I want to hit up the main storage. Yes, I knew we had just a few tools here. Now at the gold farm, we can quickly repair all of them. So now that we're severely over-prepared, I'm gonna quickly mine this entire layer of dirt out. Have you ever stayed up to 2am mining thousands of dirt blocks and listening to Lo-Fi Girl? No? Just me? Hello, Mr. Donkey. What? I just blinked and it's gone. That's so weird. Minecraft can be so laggy sometimes. There's our first chest, second, third. I will definitely find a use for that in the future. But you know what's next? All of the stone. And I think the way we're gonna do this is by mining a single quarter of the hole at a time. Maybe we should create a trench on these first two sides. Why does this look so cool? If we start on this first quarter, will I still get the haste effect the whole time? Hello there, Mr. Pillager. Oh man, that's tragic. Look at all the resources in these chests. The funny thing is that I'm completely full on stone, so... 
And that is the final block of the entire first quarter. Yeah, it's definitely kind of boring. So I think I'm going to change things up rather than mining this next quarter. We're actually going to do the opposite side. So that means two more trenches. Okay, that's kind of cool. Sometimes these minecarts will have enchanted golden apples. Will I be lucky? Nope. I've concluded there are three ways to mine. First of all, we can do the fun way, which is one layer at a time. This way is perfect for when you get bored and you want to change. Second, we got the, um, the two layers at a time. I know, it's creative. This is faster than the one layer, but for whatever reason, it really makes you bored. Finally, we got the third method that I like to call the efficient method. Here we mine five or six layers wide, and then we take it all the way to the ground. Hey, look, it's a wandering trader. Got anything good? Um, the game keeps despawning these mobs. Okay, for real though, that joke is probably getting old. Ooh, look at this. We got two minecarts next to each other. Not totally sure if that's rare or not. As I finished up the second half, I made sure to collect all the items for the upcoming phase of this map room. Yes, sir, that's halfway. Look at my stone mine stats. Well, I'm kind of in a dilemma right now. I either do the small side and be lazy, or the large side and not be lazy. I mean, it's all gotta go eventually. Might as well do this half. Yo, is that a spider spawner? No, 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 oh gosh, okay, okay, okay. Please ignore that overreaction. I was literally still full health. As I continued to mine, the hours flew by until I found something amazing. Yo, it's a pig. This thing can absolutely not die. Let's quickly mine you down, buddy. Careful now. Great, good, perfect. If this pig dies, then I will literally delete my hardcore world. So the stakes, you could say, are pretty high. Or the pork chops. I had to. There we go, the pig is at the bottom. Now we need to just block all the places he can die. Now that the pig is safe, I'm gonna finish mining this third quarter. And finally just block the mine shaft off. One more side, let's do this. Oh, we also just got this sheep that fell into the hole. I'm gonna quickly get a name tag on him. I'm done. And then Jeb is your new name. Perfect. So it's the same deal. We need to keep him alive. And this is the final block here. I think I'm gonna mine this one by hand to celebrate. And there it is, 350,000 blocks all dug by hand. Before we move on to decorating this pit, I wanna get all these items out of here. So... In case you were curious about what I got from this entire place, about 20,000 dirt and grass, 10,000 granite, diorite, and andesite, and like two shulkers full of iron and coal ore, plus 200,000 stone blocks. Now we're gonna start with beautifying this mess. Wait, is beautify even a word? Oh, it is. First of all, this concrete ring can go. Now I need to explain the plan to you. If we were to just place the maps right now, it would look pretty bad because there wouldn't be any light. I might have a solution to fix this, but it's gonna require about five shulker boxes full of glowstone. Hopefully, please, please, please. Back when I AFK'd for 30 hours to get the emeralds for the emerald beacon, I also made sure to save all the glowstone from the witches, and that should be all we need. Then we can just come into the pit and start filling the floor in. 
I just had an idea. If we place some beacons around the pit, I should get the speed effect, which would make placing the glowstone on the bottom a lot quicker. Now we got four max power beacons surrounding the pit, and I should be able to finish placing the glowstone. Oh, oh gosh, I just had a thought, and now I can't unthink it. Why does this glowstone kind of look like a bunch of beans? I told you, and now you're never gonna unsee it. We're gonna quickly take a little break from the pit and start the fun part. For this mysterious fun part, we're gonna need a bunch of iron, redstone dust, and then compasses. That is a weird word. Now to the sugarcane farm. Let's grab a few shulkers of this. Finally, we can use these materials to make some maps. However, these aren't for what you think. These are planning maps. Well, actually, they're just normal maps, but you you get what I mean. These maps are gonna help plan where the rest of the world is gonna go. You see, the size of this pit is very intentional. It's completely perfect so that it will fit my end portal transformation, as well as the castle island over 10,000 blocks away. Well then, we better get started. Okay, I think we need to start here and go in that direction. Oh my, wait, how do I even keep these organized? How about I put them in my inventory? Okay, oh no, the inventory is full. Let's quickly land and try to empty these into a shulker. That's not too bad. I guess we just keep repeating this for another hundred maps or so. This should be as far as we need to go. Now I believe we need to turn left and then keep going. Yo, it's the Skull Island, let's go. I cannot wait to see this on the final map. But for now, because we got our planning maps, let's get back to the beans. <coughs> I mean glowstone pit and place these on the floor. Wait, which way do they go? Oh, here we are. All right, now I just need to keep these organized. And these should be the last ones. Wow, that looks insane. Just imagine what the end result will be. Speaking of the end looks, this place with all the walls and everything is kind of just ugly. So what we're gonna do is leave the hardcore world and go on to a creative world. Now I'd like to design a building that can go on top of the pit. I just got a really cool idea. I need to run it by you. You know how maps allow you to quote unquote observe the world. What if on top of the pit, we make a massive observatory? So instead of making you watch me build this, you're just gonna watch the time-lapse. I had to learn how to use world edit. And once I did, making this only took about four hours. This is just the first half though, because now we need the walls for the pit. So... Anyways, now we can hop back onto the hardcore world. No, wait a minute. So I just checked and this lower part isn't gonna fit. I'm gonna need to remove an additional layer around this entire circle. Here we go then. Water, hello. Oh, no, 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 no. Lock it off, come on. Okay, Dream, where are you at? That was actually a pretty cool clutch. That should be it for mining the entire hole. To actually make these walls look good, we're gonna need to collect a huge list of items. Fortunately, I think we actually have all of these. Some gray concrete, deep slate tiles, all the andesite we collected from mining, smooth stone that we can quickly cook at the super smelter, cyan terracotta, polished andesite stairs, stone brick walls, andesite slabs, finally a bunch of obsidian. Now that we have all the materials, I wanna start by making an andesite and obby ring down here. And now let's go ahead and build the walls up with a cool time lapse.
Ladies and gentlemen, whoa. That's kind of an illusion. Do you see it too? All right though, now we need to build the observatory on top, which is also going to require about 76,000 items. The first of which is about 8,000 black stained glass. How much do we actually have? Okay then, yeah, we're gonna need some more. Don't villagers sell glass? Yes, they do. Eh, not too shabby, but okay. The villagers can't trade anymore because it's night. So actually, let's take a trip to the end really quick. And now we can take this sand and then cook it into glass. Then the glass turned into black stained glass. And now that that's settled, let's go ahead and get five shulkers of deep slate tiles. And then by using the stone cutter, we actually save on materials. Now some polished andesite. Oh no, it seems like we need some stone. Do you think we have enough stone? There we go, stone bricks and then black concrete. Next, we need some black stone. So first let's AFK at the gold farm for a bit. I'm pretty sure that's enough. Now to the piglin farm. Nice, that checks off the blackstone. Now this one's kind of tricky. We're gonna need a bunch of obsidian. And I sort of used the rest of what I had for the lower walls. Okay, I'm gonna try to do this in one breath. Obsidian farm. Ugh. Thanks to ENXO4 for the obsidian farm design. Now he should start attacking and then instead of us getting hurt, he breaks the obsidian. Doesn't seem to be working. Oh no, 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 it got out destroying the galaxy. Please follow me, get away, get away, get away. Anyways, now you need to die. Okay, it seems to be working. Great, I'm gonna AFK this for about an hour and hopefully we have enough obsidian once it's done. Oh my goodness, yup, I think our obsidian crisis is solved. I still need to collect a bunch more items, so... And finally, we just need a few deep slate brick walls. Okay then, let's move all 76,000 items to the pit. So before we get building, we need to clear even more trees around this pit so the observatory fits. There we go. Now it's time to get building. And that's the base. Just wow. I was thinking that we could use the black stained glass as a floor for the room. That way we could just look down onto the maps once it's finished. Here is the first glass and wait, what in the heck is even that? Somehow a bush is poking through the wall. Okay, Mojang, I see how it is. That's it for the glass and now we can begin with the actual observatory. There are the first four walls. The days kept passing as I continued to build. This dome on top is going to be very satisfying. There are the first two petals finished. And there it is. That looks so good. Now it's time for the long dreaded part, mapping the entire world. To do this, we're actually going to need about 8,000 item frames. I decided to leave this part a secret until now, but every time I had the chance, I would AFK at my hoglin farm for leather. Yeah, that's probably enough leather. Now the other ingredient in item frames are sticks, approximately 64,000 sticks. 
Wait, I actually think the stick farm has a whole bunch of sticks. Yo, I just keep lucking out with all these farms. And then we just need to craft the item frames. And with all of these, we should go ahead and start placing them on the entire floor. Dude, I just had an ingenious idea. Have you ever seen a map of the world? And you know how they have those like little mini circles or something? What if in the middle of this map, we do that same thing and inside of it, we have the end dimension. I am 100% doing this, so we need our first circle. Okay, there we go. Now the tricky thing about the end is that because everything looks the same, we need it to be mathematically accurate. I'm sorry, I had to make that pun eventually. Before we begin mapping the end, we need to craft all the maps. Back to the sugarcane farm. This thing produces about 50,000 sugarcane per hour, so honestly, I think we're pretty much set. Then all of the iron and redstone to make more compasses. Well, the time has come. I've done the math, and from here on the end chip, we need to go 32 maps per row. Before we start, I want to organize my inventory so we don't get lost. Now for the moment I've been fearing, it's time to fly over the void and do this. Okay, keep mapping. Wait, what's my Y level? Can't get too low. Wow, these maps are completely gray. There's land. That was low-key stressful. Anyways, let me get the rest of these quickly. Here comes the second row. No, it's the void again. This is editing Wumba here. I just want to say how incredibly difficult this was. I had to watch my Y level so I wouldn't go too low into the void, but also my elytra, how many fireworks I had, plus keeping in the correct direction, making sure to map every time, keeping the maps in order, and finally making sure I didn't have a full inventory at any point. I'm pretty sure you can see why I wasn't talking to the camera during this part. Goodness, I think that's it for the first two rows. Let's quickly get back and see if it worked. That looks insane! Okay then, I'm gonna keep mapping this end until the entire place is full. That's the 2000th map I've made in this world. And there it is, the final map for the end dimension. I can't say I've ever seen someone make a map in the end. And I'm seriously surprised because this looks so cool. Can you believe that this is only about 20% of the entire world map? Yeah, speaking about that, let's just not because I really don't want to do this. Literally every map will need to be perfect. This is essentially an 8,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. Well, after recuperating for approximately six minutes and 14 seconds, I decided to start. So each row from here over is 97 maps long. I think if I pack enough shulkers and make sure not to mess up, I could do four rows at once. Okay then, here we go. Whoa, that's my old gas farm. I completely forgot about that. Oh, here's spawn. That's pretty cool. There, that should be the fourth row finished. I'm crossing my fingers that I didn't mess up anywhere. Here goes nothing. I actually did it perfectly. I won't bother explaining my sorting process in this video, but I will put it in the description in case you're curious, because it was the only thing that made this possible. As I continued to map the world, I hit some pretty crazy milestones, like 3,000 and 4,000 total maps. There was even a random time when I found some old chunks when I first started my world almost 9,000 days ago. What? These items are basically artifacts. I feel like I need to save these or something. 
And after a few more hours, the middle section was totally finished. Um, remember when I said maps could corrupt worlds? Well, I'm not even halfway finished placing maps and I'm already lagging really hard. I don't want to lose my hardcore world. So unfortunately, we're going to end the video here. Thanks for watching. Absolutely not. I will not stop even if it means my world might be destroyed. Let's finish this map. Wow, look at this cave. I'm gonna mark these coordinates down. What is wrong with this village? Whoa, that beacon looks really cool on the map. Can someone please explain what's going on here? Why is a desert village in the plains biome? And also, why does this island look like a gummy bear? Here are the final few maps for the first half. Wow, what's that? Wait, have you been watching me this entire time? Clearly mapping for hours was making me a little delirious. But I was getting closer and closer to my goal. The time was almost there. And then finally, after hitting the 8,000th map, I was done. Here we are, the final few maps. And this is it. This looks pure amazing, but yeah, I am kind of getting like six frames a second. Still though, at least my world didn't corrupt. Well, after that little incident, let's go ahead and take a break and work on some little houses. Well, I just finished this little house, and I think I'll take a break and go play some Parkour Spiral. You know, I'll instead spend 150 hours building the entirety of Parkour Spiral in my hardcore world. That way, I don't need to spend five seconds logging into a different one. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> no, Totem, I'm not crazy. All right, for real though, I've wanted to build this in my world for like a year now, and I am so stoked to finally do it. So thank you, Heliki, for designing the map. This is gonna take a lot of planning to make. We have all of these steps, which begin with the placement of where it's gonna go. The issue, however, is that this map is about 300 blocks tall from top to bottom. If I were to just place it right on the ground, the top would be cut off because it would reach world height. So that means I need to create a 2.2 million block hole beneath it. These concrete blocks are going to be the outline of the hole we're going to dig. Okay, now that we have an outline, to do anything here, all of this water needs to go. Now we just need to place some gravel beneath this concrete and make a wall. And now I gotta come in here and make some trenches. And I found that making the trenches five blocks wide was perfect for the next step of placing sponges. And then every time I would run out of sponges, I would quickly dry them in the nether. I have cleared the water. Anyways, now this entire mountain needs to be cleared because the TNT machines we're gonna be using in a moment have to have flat land to work. Let's go get some beacons to get the haste effect. Beacons, perfect. Now I'm at my raid farm to craft some emerald blocks. Someone on stream told me to try using a mod called item scroller. It's crafting the blocks so fast. Uh, yeah, that's definitely enough blocks for all the beacons. Okay, wanna see a cool trick? Watch this, beacons, beacons. Beacons, beacons. Oh my God, 
Whoa, how did that beacon magically appear there? First, I think we should start with the dirt. Actually, I have a better idea. I'm gonna need some TNT. Okay, now I need a bow to shoot the TNT. And, bruh, how did I manage to grab literally the one mending bow instead of any of these infinity bows? Now the boom booms. And that's all the dirt. Now I'm gonna mine the stone. That should be all the land flattened. And now it's time to remove the main portion. All 2.2 million blocks. Obviously the best way to remove this is to use TNT. However, when the TNT explodes, it leaves the walls looking pretty ugly. So to fix that, we're gonna use a special trick that involves water. But to fully explain it, I need to travel to the right spot. doing down here <laughs> but do you see this water water this took so long to find just like in real life when you drop something into a stream and it does nothing minecraft is the same and by lining the walls of our square trench with water we can keep the tnt doing nothing and make sure this place stays awesome why did i have to come all the way out here to explain that so to make the water trenches, we're gonna need to mine all of the sides down to y equals minus 40. That's gonna take a while. So to speed up the process, I wanna get some more beacons in. And so I mined and I mined and I mined until finally something really weird happened. I wish Deep Slate would instantly mine. Whoa, wait, why am I falling so slowly? Yeah, I definitely didn't spend 10 minutes leaving the hole, going to the storage, finding ingredients, and then brewing slow falling potions just for one joke. No, no way would I ever do that. And after an hour and a half, I had finished the first of the four trenches. Dude, this looks so cool. Ouch. The second side is pretty much the same deal, but as you can see, my pick is kind of low, so let's go and quickly repair it. I then spent the next several hours mining out the second, third, and fourth trenches. And there we go, that's the first step of this project done. And while working, I ended up collecting quite a bit of deep slate and diamonds, both of which are going to be needed later in this project. I guess now the next step to make these walls completely flat is to flood water down the trenches, probably something like this. Oh wait, the water can't be doing that. Um, what about every other block? Okay, yeah, that somehow fixed the flooding. Great, so I think this is actually a good place to take a break from working on the hole. The reason being is I'm about to hit 9,000 days on the world, and I think I'd like to blow up the hole on the 9,000 days stream. So in the meantime, before we get there, let's actually start collecting the items for the entire parkour spiral. Oh my gosh, what the heck is this list of items? 170,000 blocks? Like, are you kidding me? That's kind of crazy, but I guess we gotta just start.
So first up, 40 shulkers of stone. And wait a minute, remember from the last maps video? I literally mined 350,000 blocks by hand and saved all of the stone. Next up, we have 22,000 deep slate. And I actually did save like 10 shulkers of deep slate from the trenches I just hand mined. But that's still not anywhere near enough. Wait a minute, does cobbled deep slate cook into normal deep slate? How did I not know this? This is good. You know why? Well, two episodes ago, I coincidentally made a massive tunnel bore that blows up cobbled deep slate, which I can then collect quickly. Oh baby, we got our diamonds too. Someone recently beat the overall most diamonds ever collected in hardcore, and I think it might be kind of cool to get that record back someday. Ouch, ouch, ouch. There we go, that should be all of the deep slate we need. Now we can take this deep slate to the super smelter. And the deep slate is checked off. I'm looking at this next one and we are gonna need about 11 shulkers of skulk blocks. Future one by here, this man in the past was an idiot. He literally made a new diamond hoe using two diamonds and precious levels. From there, this doofus went to an ancient city and realized fortune doesn't even pick up skulk. Huh? Why isn't it working? That's not even the worst of it. Remember how I literally made a video of raiding 100 ancient cities? Well, as it turns out, I collected over 400 diamond hoes, which means I didn't even need to make that new one. I sometimes wonder how past me can be so unintelligent. The next item on the list is pretty easy. Yep, it's some sand. Then some ice. Now about four shulkers of jungle leaves. Why are these parrots here? Oh my gosh! I remember taming these parrots like 8,000 days ago when I first started my world. You guys know you're like 22 years old. Then we need some grass. And some dirt. Finally, some terracotta from the Badlands biome. And there we go. These are the main items collected, and I'm actually looking at the day count, and we're gonna pause here with collecting the items, because I'm about to stream to 9,000 days. That means it's time to get back to work on blowing up the hole. I know it doesn't look like much, but these are all the items we need to make the TNT machines. So let's quickly build them. Um, and then by breaking this block, the machine should start. Okay, yeah. And with my type of luck, I think it's best if I just watch these machines work from far away. How about we build two more of these machines to help speed up the process? There we are. Hold up, this is not good. This TNT is not gonna work if any of these liquids are here. So, Okay, the problem has worsened. That's a lot of lava. Someone did suggest that I could use scaffolding to fill in the lava, but honestly, I think gravel will be overall quicker because I already have <coughs> a lot. Man, this project is so fire. Oh man, the magnitude of this lava pool. 
I'm sorry, it's been a long day. As I cleared the lava, I found some diamonds, fell in a few times, and ate like 5,000 pork chops. Anyways, while I was working, someone on stream suggested a method of removing lava that seemed too good to be true. Okay, so for this trick, we need to go to the iron farm. And then with all of this iron, I would like to make a bucket load of, um, buckets. Now by using these buckets, what the heck? Why have I never used this method before? With my new method of removing lava in place, I spent the next couple of hours bombing the entire perimeter out. Well, that's pretty much it. Although it looks like not all of the blocks were quite removed, so... Perfect, that is one side done, second side cleared, third, and this fourth side, I'm gonna manually use TNT to explode. Pew. This place looks pretty cool, even though that's only halfway. We now need to set up TNT bombing machines once more, but just lower down to finish clearing the hole. Hey, look, first diamonds on the lower part. So as the hours flew by, the machines cleared more and more land until finally the entire area was down to Y equals minus 40. So yeah, I technically don't need to clear any of this stuff away because it is beneath where we actually need to clear, but I kind of feel like it would look a lot cooler if I did, so... This is not risky at all. I just need to clear the blocks around the edge and then I am done. Wait, actually, I would kind of like to put a floor in here. Let me quickly do that. 13,000 blocks later, the floor is in. Holy, the hole is wholly complete. That was cringe. And just like that, I had finished the phase of building parkour spiral. What I didn't know was that the next phase was gonna be much, much worse. Because now I needed to collect over 500 different types of items, which totaled to over 170,000 blocks. Well, we already collected a few items earlier, so instead of doing the large amount of items, why don't I start on the smallest amount and work my way up. I don't think I've actually ever made a dark oak fence before. Same with beds. If you didn't know, I refuse to sleep in my world, so crafting these feels kinda weird. Next up, we have tall grass and large ferns. Ah, I hate to use these because they're so dang hard to find. You can only ever get them in village chests and even that isn't guaranteed. It looks like we now need some dead brain coral fans, which means I need to take a trip to the reef. And yeah, that should be enough. Skulk catalysts. Conveniently, we can just get these from the ancient city from earlier. Yes, annoying totem. That's cause to get views on YouTube, you have to fight wardens. Oh, there it is. All right, you aren't so scary, are you? Nice. Well, I'm gonna keep collecting the items on the list.
it appears that I need some ferns. And it wouldn't be a one-buff video if I didn't build a farm. Thanks, Rayworks, for this fern farm design. Yup, I made a fern farm. Literally a farm for ferns. I cannot express how many items I had to collect. And even along the way, I found some super strange things. What the heck? First of all, these two monuments are within range of each other to make a double guardian farm. But secondly, why are they in the land like this? Now I need some sponges and wet sponges. That's super weird. Now some lily pads. Three stacks of diamond blocks. Wait, that's 27 stacks of diamonds. Are you kidding me? What about the diamonds we collected from earlier? Is that gonna be enough? I guess the only way to find out is to mine them. Diamonds and slime. Slimes and diamonds. Diamonds and slimes. Oh shoot, that was not enough diamonds. Do I have more in the storage? Yes, let's go. And now for all of these items. Some snow is next. I do have a farm for this. What if I convert the snow layers into blocks by placing them? Oh my gosh, why is that so satisfying? Finally, I've been collecting items for three days now, and I'm about 90% finished. First of all, we do have to get a bunch of jungle logs. Editing Wumba, you're gonna hate me, but could you please do that fast editing thingy? Now I need a bunch of grass. And then about 40 shulkers of lava. And this final item, you will never be able to guess. Two verdant frog lights. Verdant. Am I saying that right? So to get these frog lights, we're gonna need to build a farm. I decided to stream this process because I have literally never done anything with frogs on 1.19. And I heavily relied on chat to help me. Okay, we have all the items for the farm. To actually build it, we need to find a basalt deltas biome on the nether ceiling. Oh, this place isn't gonna work because there are other blocks near, so let's go find a different one. Yeah, this basalt delta should work. Now to build the farm. And I think we just need three iron golems. Nope, he got out. Once more. That should be it for the farm. However, now we need to get a bunch of frogs into here. So let's first go to a mangrove swamp and find some. Essentially, there are three different types of frogs, the white, the green, and the pink one. To get all of these types of frogs, you first need to breed frogs. And then once the tadpole eggs hatch, pick them up in a bucket and move them to specific biomes. Bro, you be drifting. Now that we got some tadpoles and frogs, let's go back through the portal. No, zombie, no you don't. Follow me, guys. Okay, don't go back through, please. Come on, and there you go. 
Oh, yes! Look, we're already getting a few frog lights. We got two of the colors, and now to get the green one, we gotta go back to a snowy biome and then place the tadpoles here. I think feeding the tadpoles slime like this is the equivalent of force-feeding steroids. Goodness, Minecraft, where are your ethics? Let's go! New achievement. Frogs through the portal and into the farm. Okay, here we are. And look at them eating the slimes. And yeah, I think it's working. There we go, our two verdant frog lights. Hold up, these are the final items on the list. I'm done collecting. Yup, just like that, I had successfully finished phase three of the project. Now I would have to move on to the hardest part of the entire process, building it. So first of all guys, I think we should move all of these shulkers to the hole we dug. Hopefully while we're building, having these sorted will make the process a little easier. I suppose it's time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, grandpas and grandmas, great grandpas and So let's begin with the first couple of blocks. Looks like we have some fire that goes on the soul sand. And honestly, this is gonna be pretty simple overall, but just time consuming because I need to keep going back to get more blocks. Haha, <laughs> time for the two verdant frog lights. I spent like two hours getting those, but honestly, so worth it. Yo, man, do you know what that is? That is a skeleton trap. I think if I get close to it, yup. Okay, come on, you guys need to die. Oops, I killed one. But yeah, that's fine. I guess now we have three skeleton horses in here. If you guys have any names for these, comment them down below and I'll make sure to name them. Back to it then. I've just realized how cool it is to fly down here. Like if I spawned in this cave, I would not realize all of this is man-made. And now this is really the best part because it's only deep slate, which means it's gonna be faster. Wait a minute though. This absolute giga chat of a person named Jay Hill suggested that I use a speed beacon. That is gonna save me so much time. And just like that, we are finished with the entire lower part of Parkour Spiral. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, this took three days to do. I can only imagine how much time the upper section is gonna take, but it's gonna be so worth it. Imagine just playing Parkour Spiral whenever you want on your hardcore world. Time for the first ring of blocks. Oh man, look at how much lava needs to go here. Actually, that's something I never thought of. What if I mess up and fall into the lava? And we got some wheat here. Does this count as making a farm? Because then I can say I made three farms in this video. We're now at the point where it's kind of absurd to keep flying all the way down there to get the shulkers and go back up. So to fix this, let's make a platform up top and move the shulkers there. Holy freak, why are there so many phantoms? Yeah, this was pretty much my life for the next 50 hours. Placing blocks, getting more blocks, and killing phantoms. 
Oh shoot, cause it's raining here right now and I'm pretty high up. Snow is actually covering the map. And no, 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 why are you freezing? I mean, we could place torches to melt all the snow or, okay, I got it. How about a massive glass roof above the build? And actually that's perfect. If it's glass, then we shouldn't really see it, which means the spiral still looks good. But to get all the glass for the roof, we're first gonna need some sand. So, and then I gotta cook all the sand. Then just like that, we have about 13,000 blocks of glass. The way I'm gonna place these is actually really clever. So I made a blueprint for the glass layer just like this. Then I can come up top and yeah, so then I'll just have to come in here and fill all of these in. And I am done. I would not know that was even there if I wasn't looking for it. Well then, I should come in here and continue building. Wait, what is this? So I guess on the real parkour spiral map, there's a secret room with this sign in it. I'll tell you how I found it. I'm literally building this entire thing on my hardcore world. I bet no one has ever said that before. Building the first half of parkour spiral wasn't too difficult until I got to the coral level. So guys, I seem to have a bit of a dilemma. Basically, I need to place coral, but the issue is I can't place the coral until I have water because otherwise it will dry out. And the tricky thing is I can't place water until I have coral because it needs support. Hmm. Maybe I could place the coral and then quickly switch over to the water. And yeah, the coral doesn't dry out. I guess I'm gonna have to repeat this even though it's gonna take a really long time. Well, there we are. I have finished the coral. That was pretty painful, but the worst of it is over. So now let's finish this build. In total, I spent about 50 hours building all the way to the top. As tough and as draining as it was, my goal for this world is to prove to anyone watching that you should never let something hard be the reason you quit. The last thing we need to do are place the trees on top. So without further ado, let's finish this. Oops, I almost forgot the most important part, the diamonds. Oh man, this kind of hurts to place, but no cheating. I must build all of Parkour Spiral or none of it at all. Oh, that's right. We also need an elytra at the top. Perfect. With the placement of the elytra, I had proved to myself that I could put in the hard work, the time and the dedication to finish phase four. There was just one final part and then the project would be done. First of all, we do need to get rid of this platform here. Also this beacon. And you've probably been wondering what I'm gonna do here to make this hole look better. Well, it starts with terraforming some dirt on top. Okay, this looks pretty cool, but the thing is those corners are still kinda bad. How about I smooth them out? Now to flood the water in, I have to place a netherrack platform here to make the water flow properly. Every single stinking episode, I destroy an entire ecosystem in my world. But finally, with these trees, I break that streak and I contribute my share to hashtag team trees. Oh, also, two final things for the spiral. On the real map, whenever you hit a pressure plate, there's a sound that plays. So what I wanna do is I wanna put some note blocks underneath the pressure plates to make the same sound. 
How does that sound? Actually, not gonna lie, that's pretty cool. The other thing is that this level on the real map, you float up by standing on the diamond block. Obviously, I can't do that on the real world because that would be cheating. So instead, if I were to get a shulker right here, he would give me the levitation effect and that would be the next best thing. I think getting a shulker over here might be easier than you'd think. So first, if I place a dirt path, Yeah, right over there we have a shulker farm. So we could probably just place some rails and then get one into a minecart to move it back. Now, buddy, please take my regen so you don't die. And then a furnace minecart. And there he goes. Let's go. What the heck? I've never had an experience that easy with moving a shulker. Seriously, that took me like 20 minutes. Now, the big question is, does it work? Um, yes, I'm floating. Wait, I'm floating a little too long. Okay, but honestly, that's all right. It's just cool that it works. That was the last thing. Let's go. Actually, one but you're not. You guys see, parkour spiral is known for two major things. The parkour and how fast you can do the parkour. Whenever you play a game of parkour spiral, there's a timer on the right hand side of the screen. This timer is always nice to have because you can see your improvements as you get faster and faster times. Now the tricky thing is I can't just add a timer into the game because that would require commands. I kind of spent the next five hours researching, collecting items, and building a fully functioning stopwatch timer on my hardcore world. This stopwatch even works to the 20th of a second. If you press this pressure plate at the bottom of the spiral, the timer starts, and then it ends when you hit the top pressure plate. Of course, we also have two reset buttons, one at the top and the other at the bottom. I must give credit where it's due, so thank you Crafty Masterman and Purplers for the design of this stopwatch. I've included a link to each of their channels in the description. There is one, one final, final, final thing I want to do. You know the entire ancient city we built earlier? I figured that it would be the perfect place to store all of my enchanted golden apples. And with these apples being put here, I have officially finished all of Parkour Spiral. For our final project in this video, I wanted to make something mega to celebrate a new movie coming out very soon. Avatar was the biggest movie ever. What if it was in Minecraft? I'm gonna be spending the next 200 hours and half a million blocks recreating the epic Hallelujah Mountains from the movie, futuristic warships, and many more interesting things. If you end up enjoying the video, please consider subscribing to help support the channel and make this content possible. This build is not going to be easy. There are countless individual smaller parts, which means it's going to be essential that I come up with a game plan to make sure it's as authentic to the movie as possible. Here we are on day one of the Avatar project. No stress or anything, but I only have 48 days to finish this entire video before the new movie comes out. That's gonna be cutting it pretty close with everything I gotta do. The best way to begin this project is to break it down into smaller parts, which means we're gonna start with designing the floating islands. As you can see, these are pretty complex. There are loads of different shapes and sizes, and not to mention, all of these little floating rocks with vines connecting them is going to be incredibly difficult to make. I'm gonna do some quick research to figure out how we can make this. 
But here's what I found. The quickest way to build these islands is to first make them on a separate creative world. Once I finish there, we'll collect all the blocks on the hardcore world and then use the creative build as a template to follow. However, I'm still gonna need to find some help with designing it in creative. I think I know just the person to contact. Shovel241. He's an insane Instagram builder who's made countless remarkable builds, and he generously offered to give me a lesson on world edit techniques to make these islands. Yo, hey Shovel. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, I'm trying to build some floating islands. Do you by chance have any tips for me? Yeah, um, I could give you a lesson on world edit really quick. So the shape of the island seems pretty important, so let's start there. You see that flint? That's what we're gonna use to make the shape. Oh, wow. So I can hold right click and it's making a miniature mountain. And you see how it's a little choppy? We're gonna use the smoothing tool to make the island shape more natural. As I got an introductory lesson to world edit, Shuffle mentioned to me that to build this the best way possible, instead of just building one island, I should make 16. This way I can break the islands into four groups of basic shapes and each of those groups have different sizes. That way the islands don't all look the same. Shuffle explained the basic world edit stuff to me and now I'm gonna attempt to explain it as easily as possible to you. Here are the shapes we have. There's like a normal cone-shaped one, a tall cone shape, the wider one, and the double island. As you can see, we also have smaller versions of each of them. The next step is to come in here with the painting tool, and we're going to cover the tops of all of these in moss. If you look back at the photo from the movie, it seems like there's a lot more green on top, like trees and bushes and stuff. And because of that, I think we should only put the moss on top and not the sides. Next up, we need to cover the islands with trees. Shovel was kind enough to allow me to use a bunch of pre-made trees he had already built. So all I have to do now is use a wooden shovel to paste the trees all over. Those trees actually look pretty cool. I'm gonna go ahead and put the rest of the shrubbery on hold for now because I would like to actually blend the islands. You gotta imagine the sun is in the sky and it's pointing downwards at an angle. The side the sun is on is going to be lit up and bright and the backside of the islands where the sun isn't facing is going to be shadowed and dark. Because Minecraft doesn't have great lighting mechanics, the best way to simulate this light and dark is to use light blocks like diorite on the sunny side and dark blocks like blackstone on the dark side. So now I need to come in here manually and replace every block one at a time. Nah, I'm just kidding. Of course there's a tool to do this automatically. Okay, I hope I did that right. <laughs> Let's go. This tool here is blending the blocks and it's basically merging the two colors to create a nice gradient on the islands. Keep in mind that I can replace these blocks with easier to collect ones later on. I don't know about you, but the idea of collecting 50,000 deep slate iron ore doesn't sound like much fun. Even though I had learned World Edit only a few hours earlier, Shovel did an awesome job at teaching me the basics so that it was really easy to understand. And before I knew it, I had properly shaded the islands. Yeah, it's probably a good time to use the leaf painting tool. Now we can make the vines that sort of surround the islands like so. Yeah, not too shabby. Let me just copy this to the rest of them real quick. And voila, the islands are starting to look so sick. The last thing I wanna do is put the little vines that we can see hanging from the islands underneath all of these. Rather than using the normal vines, I wanna try pasting some glowberries in because they look really cool from a distance. 
Yo, I actually just learned that you can stop these from growing by shearing the bottom one. I'm totally gonna use these. Wow, those actually look so cool. Although I just realized, how the heck am I gonna place these in hardcore? I guess that'll be a problem for future me to worry about. But cool, I think we're good here with our islands. We got 16 in total, and I can kind of just come in here and go shopping like, ooh, I want that one, ooh, I want that one. This will be pretty fun to make. What we can do is kind of make like a prototype of the build. If we take these one at a time, and I think just paste them randomly in the sky like so. Yeah, cool, this one next. Nice, this one, that one, this works. Yeah, great, big one, small one. Oh, I got a sick idea. What if I merge like five of these islands together and make a mega island? Holy cow, that's pretty crazy. Wait, 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 how many blocks is this? That's already 280,000 blocks. Game plan, let's finish these up and then reevaluate the blocks once it's done. So the way I'd like to make all these individual islands feel like one massive build is by connecting them with more vines. And to do that, we can use this slash catenary command to draw points where we can then get these diamond blocks. Seriously, I will change these blocks, don't worry. Before that though, we do need to make some miniature rocks. I used the previous world edit tools I learned to quickly make some nice and detailed mini rocks of three different sizes. Now we'll take these and scatter them throughout the vines to get a basic outline of the shape we want. Cool, those should be all the basic rocks and now we can go ahead and just delete all of the vines. And then I'm gonna come in here and paste some more mini rocks. Finally, we can once again use the slash catenary tool to create some diamond lines. And the reason we needed to do all those steps is to make the vines look like they're natural and they're actually hanging from the floating islands. For the moment I've been waiting for, this command changes all of the diamonds to azalea leaves. Forty-one days left till the deadline, and I feel like we're making pretty good progress. One last thing though, it seems like in the movie we have a waterfall coming off of one of the islands there. Now if someone can give me a logical answer to how the water actually got there, I seriously will name one of these islands after you on the hardcore world. Anyways, Shovel once more came on and helped me design some really quick waterfalls using lots of ice and glass blocks. I wanted to use blocks to simulate the waterfalls rather than actual water because you can make it feel more immersive and realistic. There it is. That should be everything we need to do to design the islands. should probably check how many blocks this actually is. <gasps> 357,000 blocks. So I may have bit off a little more than I can chew because this isn't even including the dragons and ships I want to make, but at least we're done with part one of the build. It's time to start collecting the gargantuous amount of blocks. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'll just go with it. Looking at the list, at least the lower blocks seem pretty easy. We can start with the cyan terracotta, some polished blackstone, polished deep slate, cobbled deep slate, polished diorite, some concrete, deep slate bricks, and yeah, we don't have any packed ice. Imagine not having ice in your storage system. Huh. 
Okay, so over here through this portal, we arrive at the raid farm, and I'm pretty sure that past all these trees, there should be a frozen ocean. You know what's funny is this entire forest is gonna be deleted later on, so I guess enjoy the view while it's still here. There it is. Please say it's Instamine, please, please. Yes! Ayo, why are you attacking me, bro? Oh my gosh, there was a baby. I feel so bad. Dude, you didn't see anything. While I'm here, I also want to get some of this blue ice. I think we need like 900 in total, so I might be here for a little while. Whoa, I almost got hit by that. Trident? Nah, oh well. That's all of the ice. Now for some blackstone, easy enough. Blue glass panes, and yeah, I have absolutely no glass, so we gotta stop by the trading hall, where you will all give me your glass. Great, those are all we need. Oh, good thing I got some extra glass, because we also need some light gray glass. These lush caves are really wonderful. So those are all the little items collected, and as you can see, we now need over 1,000 of each of the remaining items, and I'm already out of the first one, literally more glass. This time though, the villager trading hall just isn't gonna cut it, so let's try the sand farm. Portal, lever, portal, sand, and shulkers of sand. Now at the ocean base, let's go ahead and cook all of this up into glass. Cool, now we need some bricks and smooth basalt. Okay, for the basalt, I wanna use my farm. Okay then, we can just go ahead and cook all of this and check off the smooth basalt. Okay, deep slate tiles. Let's just steal some from the castle island. Next up we have, are, are you kidding me? More glass. And wow, okay, that's a lot of calcite. As far as I know, I think the best way to get calcite is from a Stony Peaks biome, so I guess we need to go find one. Well, no luck so far, but maybe we just get some calcite from geodes. These are actually loaded. Perfect, one geode mined. Yo, that's so sick. I was looking for another geode and this portal along the way had a god apple. Holy cow, another apple? That was like five minutes in between. There we go, another geode. I think we need like two more geodes. What is that? Wait, what the heck is an igloo doing in literally the middle of the ocean? <laughs> it's one of the rare ones with the lower part as well. Anyways, we definitely got enough calcite. Okay, stop it. What are the odds? Give me a moment to go buy a lottery ticket. I'm gonna quickly grab some saplings from the tree farm and then some bones for bone meal. Now we just need to place a ton of these and harvest the leaves. Hold up, why am I using shears? So a few months ago, I raided 100 ancient cities and got a laughable amount of diamond hose. And I'm pretty sure these mine leaves as fast as shears do. Yes, and the reason these are gonna be better is because the durability is higher than on shears. Hear me out, all of these dead trees stay here and every time I tell a bad pun or joke on a video, I have to add a tree. There's no way for me to prove it, so I guess you'll just have to believe me. Okay, I'm sorry for that. Please don't leave the video. Um, so next up, I need 5,112 light gray wool. And honestly, I'm perplexed on how to even get that much. 
Hmm, so back when I made the galaxy video, I built a massive sheep farm for black wool. The problem is though, because these sheep are auto sheared, we can never dye them light gray. Although over here, we do still have several hundred sheep. And then we just need to dye them all light gray. So if I just shear these sheep, how much wool will I get? Well, then that's not nearly enough. Oh shoot, and these sheep are never gonna get their wool back because there isn't any grass. What we're gonna do is create a different enclosure and I'm gonna bring all of them inside of it. Okay, this spot is actually kind of perfect. If I just raise the walls a little bit. All right, sheeps, we're going on a little trip. Follow me, come on, perfect. Here they come. Oh, and good, they're already starting to eat and get their wool back. I'll just have to stay here for a few days shearing them until I have all the wool. Do we still have any shulkers for whoa? Oh, that scared me. Jeez, creepers are the bane of my existence. So I just finished all the wool, but I think we have a small problem. The problem is that at this rate, it's gonna take me another 27 days to get the rest of the items. So we're gonna pick up the pace by starting on some of the bigger items. And I sort of need 84,000 spruce leaves. Then here goes nothing. I'm gonna have to sit here for hours and mine all of these leaves from this forest. And that is the first tool almost fully used. But now we need to talk about the game plan. We're gonna clear some trenches of leaves and then everything to the ocean we're gonna mine so that there's like a huge clearing. And there we are. That is the final tree mined. And wow, just look at how crazy this is. Nah, I'm not that mean. I'll remove it. All seriousness, this place looks super weird. I ended up collecting like 53 shulkers of these leaves. Wow, I can't express how good that feels to check these off. Now I need 47,000 moss blocks, but I might actually have a good method of collecting these. That's gonna require converting this bone meal farm into a moss farm. So the idea is we can set these shulkers down and then go down below and turn the farm on. Okay, perfect. So now thousands of moss blocks are being produced. How about we block off the collection system? And yeah, look at this. So I can kind of just run through here and collect all of the moss needed. I've gotten like eight shulkers so far and I also started collecting the azalea bushes because we'll be needing them later on. And there we go, 50,000 moss blocks. That's actually crazy, that only took like 20 minutes. We're getting closer, 50% of the items collected. Now I need a bunch of different types of leaves. With there only being 32 days left to finish, I might be tempted to be lazy and just use one type of leaf for the whole build, but I already tested that and it just doesn't look as good. My goal for this world is to prove to everyone that putting in hard work is always worthwhile, even if it's not fun in the moment. Even though I don't want to, let's get those 8,000 birch leaves. Yeah, this biome will work. These are pretty much gonna be the same as before. Oh goodness, I now need 13,000 dark oak leaves. Same thing, I guess. Collecting all of the leaves was extremely tiring. I was forced to just sit, kill phantoms, and repeat. Man, they really need to add a way to remove phantoms. Here we are with all of the dark oak leaves. Next item, eight 
thousand glowberries. Please, 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 I need a farm. I can't find one, I'm in trouble. There's a glowberry farm. Looks like the list of items is super easy. That should be everything for the farm. I think we should build it in the industrial district, continue with the farm theme we have going on there. So let me quickly follow the tutorial and build it up. There it is. It's a super tiny farm, but apparently this should get like 11,000 berries in an hour. So I think the way we run it is we come in here and then close the trap door and then hold down right click. Let's go. All right then, I'll AFK here for the next hour and hopefully we have enough once I'm done. It's been an hour and we have more than enough berries. This farm is actually so crazy for the size. These berries, along with the 19,800 stone I already had, and the 18,000 acacia logs from the wood farm, gets us super close to finished with all of the item collecting. We just need light gray concrete and deep slate for the stone gradients, and then oak and azalea leaves for the greenery. So for all this concrete, we're gonna use the concrete powder farm, and then I think just sitting in this water stream should be fine for collecting all the blocks. Perfect, that's 15 shulkers full of concrete powder. But now we gotta take these to the concrete converter. Load it up. And now I just sit here while concrete powder is dispensed to me. At which point I automatically place it and then TNT explodes it. It's a really nifty design if you ask me. Also, see that sign? I would really appreciate if you do that. Or else. Whoa, was that karma for me asking you to like the video? There we go, that should be all of the concrete we need. All right, now for the item I've been dreading. I gotta get 22,000 azalea leaves. But actually, this won't be too bad because I already collected a bunch of the bushes from the moss farm. If I just get some bone meal. Wow, that was smooth. Then we can just place a bunch of these and instantly grow them. probably good. I'll just have to come in here again and we will mine all of the leaves by hand. It's 1am but I've done it. Those are all the azalea leaves we need. The final day of collecting items came. I spent about an hour getting all of the required oak leaves. At this point I had been collecting items for over a week and I was just about going crazy. What's up with this doggo? I didn't mean it! I didn't mean it! Once the oak leaves were checked off, I officially had one more item. 24,000 deep slate. We're gonna need a bunch of shulker boxes to pack all of this up. Okay then, we're going to go to my deep slate mining machine that I basically use every episode. Click the machine. And boom. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost forgot that we're gonna be finding a lot of diamonds while using this. And that is the final shulker of deep slate. We'll take all these to the super smelter and cook them up. Here comes all the deep slate and it's going into the storage. Oh yes, that's all of it. Which means I'm done with collecting all 357,134 items. It had taken me a total of 13 days to collect, but now would come the best part of the entire project, getting to build.
Wow, this kind of feels unreal. We're actually starting the build. I guess first of all, I should find a good spot. One thing to take into account is that when it rains in the world, because this build is so tall, I do need to find a biome where it won't snow on top. Let's build in the ocean because it is nice and open and from the research I did, it also doesn't snow here. Ooh, right over here past the ocean base is kind of nice because I am super close to the super smelter and the storage system is like 500 blocks in that direction. Okay, so let's get going. Basically, these islands are floating way up in the sky. So we should probably place a platform for all of our items somewhere up there as well. Cool, now I'm gonna just use this stone to quickly make a 30 by 30 platform. Great, now I wanna also link a portal to that platform so we can quickly travel. Then the shulkers of our items we should just place down. Although, I do want to make sure they're sorted by block type. When I deal with this many blocks, I usually tend to do this. It kind of just makes the building process quicker when you know where everything is. And that should be all of them. Let's start this. Call me OCD, call me what you like, but I just cannot have all these islands beneath this project. So first of all, I'm going to remove them. And for that, we're gonna need some beacons. That will not be enough. Okay, so a few days ago, I set up some beacons in the end that we can quickly just grab. However, just mining these is gonna be boring, which is why we're gonna use TNT. Cool, so that should definitely be enough. And what I'm gonna do is basically just scatter a ton of these around this area so we can have all of the beacon effects no matter where I am. Oh nice, a treasure map. You know, I'll take it, a diamond in a heart of the sea. I think I'll just go to all the islands and first remove the trees. Hey, hello doggos. Let's quickly put you guys into some boats. Also, if you guys have any names for these dogs, just leave it in the comments and I'll make sure to pick four. All of the islands are removed. I guess I should start on the lowest part of the build and that would be the glass waterfalls. Okay, this is not going to work. I just spent 10 minutes placing like 20 blocks because I have to constantly check back and forth between worlds and scaffold up and this just isn't practical for 357,000 blocks. I did however find a mod called Lightmatica that will basically show me where to place the blocks so that I'm 100% sure I get them all correct. And don't be fooled, these are not real. These are just holograms that I still have to manually place. But at least this way the process will be much quicker. That's it! The first waterfall is completely finished. That looks super weird just floating there, but wow. Using the shaders makes it so beautiful. What I'll go ahead and do is also finish up the other three waterfalls, because they're kind of tricky and I just want to get them out of the way. That's the second waterfall done. So far, each of these are taking about an hour, which isn't too bad. Oh yeah, I also forgot to mention that the phantoms will not leave me alone. I'm actually going crazy killing these things. We're gonna play a little game. We're gonna save all the phantom membrane from this project. And at the end, I'm gonna tally up all of the phantoms I've killed. 
There we go. That is the final waterfall done. I'm pretty sure I also won't be using any more glass for this project, so we can just put all of these shulkers away and then move on to the first of our islands. How about we just do one of the little islands like that one? Okay, we got our first block, and now I'm gonna just follow the lightmatic all the way to the top. Alright, so I just ran out of blocks here, and every time that happens, I guess I'll just restock three more stacks of that item, and we should be all set. There it is! The first of our islands is totally done! Jeez, that looks amazing! Just imagine this place when everything is finished and the dragons and the ships are here. It's gonna really be something spectacular. Wow, that is a giga tree. I gotta say, this island so far is definitely my favorite one. There was one thing with it. I noticed that some of the beacons down below weren't giving me the speed effect. And speed for a project of this scale is hugely crucial because it makes you 20% faster. On something like 50 hours of building, having the speed effect would save 10 hours. And as you can see, I sorta used all the beacons we had from earlier. So let's take a little break and have some fun. Yeah, I think 12 stacks of soul sand should be enough. And nine stacks of wither skelly skulls, bow, arrow, and now to the nether roof where we are gonna try something. Can I just spawn the withers inside of Abby? No, no, we got out. Let's try something else. What if I go under the ceiling and spawn one here? That's not too bad. I think we can even do two at once. Yeah, okay. So what I'm gonna do is sit here for the next hour and try to use up all of this soul sand. And there we are, 192 Wither Stars. Let's get nine stacks of Avi and 15 stacks of glass. Oh yes, this is what I call satisfying. That'll definitely be enough beacons to last me a while. So we'll just set up a whole bunch more beacons down here and should be all set for the rest of the build. So I've been building for a while now and we have 22 days till the movie comes out. I double and triple checked the math, and at the current rate, there's just no way I'm going to finish in time. I'm going to pick up the pace by working on one of the big islands. So here we go. This island basically has two parts to it that eventually merge the higher it goes. So, looks like there's a vine that merges into the island here. I'm going to actually skip that for now, and at the end, we'll do all of the vines at once. Looks like we are out of blocks. Okay, more blocks. Seriously, I'm out again. Bro, I have to keep getting literally one more item each time. By no means is this project easy, but that's not what I signed up for when I decided I'd recreate an entire scene from Avatar. I've made it my mission to prove that hard work is worthwhile in the end, and I'm not about to give up when it gets tough. And there we are, that's another island finished. We're really starting to get quite a few up here, and it looks pretty awesome. However, I think it's time we do one of the mega islands. I decided to stream this island, and it was super fun. I found that talking to chat and playing stream games made the whole process much more enjoyable. Even during the stream, we found some skeleton horses that spawned on the island. That is a skeleton trap. Literally every time one of the horses die. Although I do find it funny that we now just have three random skeleton horses on the island. 
What are they doing on the waterfall? This shouldn't even be possible. Anyways, I am super close to finishing off the island. This block checks it off. The overall percentage of the project increased, and as I checked off the smaller islands, some super random things happened. What? <laughs> A wandering trader spawned inside of one of the islands. <gasps> oh my gosh, small drip leaves. Those are super rare. Let me just buy these quickly. After 35 hours of building, something pretty crazy happened. I noticed my day count was 9,970. Holy cow, guys. I never really thought I'd get this close to 10,000 days. What I'd like to do before 10,000 days, though, is finish the mega island in the middle of this entire thing. I calculated it and this one island is something like 70k blocks. But what better way to get something done than to start? To begin, we're gonna build each of these lower parts of the island up like a cone shape or something. Okay, that's the first one done. And there we go, the three cones have pretty much merged and now we can start increasing the height of the entire build. And there we are, the last block of the whole island. Also, remember how I said I'd be saving all of the phantom membrane? Well, that's the first shulker completely full. And before you call me crazy, I will actually be using this phantom membrane for something extremely important later in the video. It was around day 10,000 that I hit, well, Day 10,000, which even though it's unrelated to this video, it was still a huge accomplishment and it gave me even more motivation to finish the project. So we have eight islands left and I'm gonna continue working on them nonstop until I'm done. And there it is, the last island. Of course, it's also one of the biggest ones, but this one is different from the others because there's a massive patch of clay instead of trees. And that's because there's a scene from the movie where we can see all of the dragons, or as the movie calls them, banshees, sitting on this patch of rock on one of the islands. So essentially, this island is gonna be their home. And there it is, the final island finished after 50 hours of building. However, the lightmatic still says there's 12% missing, which is basically just the massive vines and the 8,000 glowberries that go under all of the islands. So, um, hmm, let's think about this. How badly do I really want the berries hanging from the islands? Because I'm thinking like, I'm gonna have to scaffold all the way up to the islands with dirt or something, and it's gonna be a nightmare time-wise. Actually, wait, wait, there might be a better way to place the berries. So I was wondering if slow falling potions might make it so I fall slow enough to place the berries. Great, so I'm at the storage and quickly got these two slow falling potions. Now at the iron farm, we're gonna need to make some shears to stop all of the berries from growing after we place them. And back at the islands, okay, here goes nothing. Is it gonna work? <gasps> it works, it works really well. Okay, okay, okay. I just finished up the vines on that little island, but we gotta quickly stop and go brew some more slow falling potions. So to brew slow falling potions, we need a few ingredients. Bottles, which I seem to have quite a few of. Phantom membrane, which I definitely have enough of from killing all the phantoms during this project. Blaze rods, which we don't have. So let's go to the blaze farm quickly. 
This farm is super simple. There's basically a blaze spawner and then a bunch of lava which funnels the blazes into the middle so I can kill them with looting three for the blaze rods. Finally, we need nether warts for the potions. Let me check something. Is it still here? Yeah, baby. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't still be here. Anyways, we're gonna harvest this field with a fortune three hoe to get all of the nether warts. Perfect, three shulkers full. Let's take these back and get brewing. So I just made four shulkers full of slow falling potions, which will probably be enough for the time being. Let's take these to the islands and start placing vines. Okay, yes, come on, come on. I just got like six vines with one firework. Jeez, this method works really well. Thank you, Mr. Phantom, for the boost. Yay, just the big island left. If you can't tell, I'm getting pretty tired of placing these vines, but don't worry, I'm hanging in there. Vine, I'll add a tree. Those are all of the glowberries placed, and all being said and done, that only took me about four hours to do with the slow falling potions, and it was 100% worth it. These islands are looking so much better. Finally, to finish up all these islands, we just need to place the mega vines in. So first we need some azalea leaves, and then like all of these stone variants and stuff. Honestly, this is gonna be the best part of the project because it's easy to place, and this is really what's gonna make the build feel like it's from the movie. And there are the first connected islands. It's looking so much better than I even imagined. Oh my, I can't believe it. That's it for all of the islands. 357,000 blocks placed for this video. So guys, the good news is that we're finished with the islands and that officially marks off the third part. The bad news is the movie comes out in three days and I still need to make the banshees, the ships, collect the items and then build them. I'm not gonna lie, the project at this point was starting to stress me out. We're gonna start with designing the banshees. I've made stuff like this before, and usually the best way to go about it is to create an outline, like out of stone or something. I went ahead and began to mark out the outline of the wings, which from the photos look normal, but in the movie we can see that the banshee is almost an X shape. After getting a rough outline, I filled in the majority of the body, which at that point I textured and colored it to match the distinctive blue color. It was kind of funny, couldn't figure out the face so I asked some of the other bakery members if they had any ideas, which at that point about five people rushed over and we tried like 20 different things until landing on using glowing item frames and blackstone buttons, which honestly look pretty good. Once I had solidified the design of the basic banshee, I used world edit to make some more designs that included some which were smaller, rotated, slightly rotated downwards, and diving completely downwards. In total, I made five different designs so that we'll have a lot of variety. 
From the movie, we also see a massive red banshee called the Last Shadow, which is basically like three times as large as the normal ones. For this one, I once again created an outline out of stone, just much larger. I used stone slabs so that I could get a lot more shape and detail in. From there, I used a few commands to color the stone red. I also added some trap doors, fences, and carpets with some black stone slabs to get the stripes and the claws in the back. Once one side was finished, I just copied it to the other side and completed the design. So yeah guys, here are our banshee designs and these are going to work perfectly in the islands. Before we build them, I also want to make the helicopter and the dropship. But I decided I wanted to build the scorpion helicopter first. The only issue is these designs are rather complex. As I'm pretty new to all this designing and world edit stuff, Shovel offered to help teach me the build process. Shovel explained how because the shape of the helicopter was so complex, we should first make sure to get that correct and then worry about the detailing. So we first followed the model photo to create almost a tadpole-like shape. From there, we created blocks as points to connect them to the tadpole part with a command just trying to keep everything looking smooth and natural. After that, we added the lower legs to the helicopter. Kinda looks like a flying shark. And then we created some circles up top, which we rotated slightly and shrunk down to the proper size for the helicopter fans. After a few other touch-ups, we had the main shape. However, right now, this helicopter is super massive. Shovel explained, now that we have our main shape, we can use a command to shrink it down. It sort of messed up this shape, but we soon fixed it, and then had the final shape and size. From there, Shovel taught me how to shade the blocks. Back to what we did at the beginning, if the sun is shining downwards, the underside of the helicopter is going to be darker from the shadows. Using this concept, we were able to quickly shade and texture the entire model to the point where it was looking really good. We also added some weapons to the side using literally wither skeleton skulls. Also, there's a winch on the front side for towing things and a nice little interior. Next up, we have the massive dropship. And it's super important that I get this right because of how big a role it had in the movie. Shovel had shown me all the commands and tricks necessary to build the big ship by myself. So now I'm gonna try to do this solo and see if I remember everything. First of all, we need to determine the length of this ship. I started here by creating a line that was 100 blocks long. Now I'm looking at the overall shape in this photo and I think by creating points in the air, I can then use this command called slash loft to fill in an overall outline. After a few hours, we have the outline of the ship, which pretty closely resembles the one from the movie. I once more used the sun lighting logic to paint the entire ship with light and dark blocks. I also made sure to follow the color palette the best I could from the model, and then added some slabs and stairs to a few places for added detail. After all of that, I added a window to the front and made a quick interior for the people who would control the ship. All being said and done, for making this ship 100% by myself, I'm pretty proud of it and I think I did a good job. Just like that, I had finished the banshees and the ship designs, which completed part four. The movie comes out tomorrow and it's currently 8 a.m. So I'm gonna spend the whole day working on this. Here we go. As you can see, I now need a whole new list of items. Pretty much all of these slabs we already have. These slabs and stairs are checked off. Down here, it looks like I need something like 600 copper blocks. And breaking each of those down means I need 5,400 copper ingots. How am I gonna get that in time? Um, okay, so what's the easiest farm? Okay, what is this? ENX04 design. Let me get the world download. 
Uh, okay, um, it's not working. Why isn't it working? Yeah, this is bad. I think we gotta just mine for the copper. Ah, so let me get a fortune three pickaxe. Great, and let's go ahead and try to find a cave to mine the copper from. Oh, cool, here's some copper. How much will this actually give me? No way, what the heck? That's OP. I got like 300 from that one vein. Why the heck would I ever wanna make a copper farm when I can just do this? Let me just go ahead and get the rest of the copper we need. And there we go. I've gathered about five shulkers of this stuff, which did not even take that long. It's currently 1 p.m., so I have about 11 hours to get this video ready. Okay, let's cook this up as soon as possible. While this is cooking, I'm gonna take a super quick lunch break. Okay, okay, yes, it looks like it's all cooked. So let's craft this copper into blocks. <gasps> That's not the copper we need. It has to be oxidized. How can I do this quickly? If I place these on the nuclear base roof four blocks apart, apparently they oxidize in about an hour. Yes, that one changed instantly. Great, all of these are placed. And while they change, I'm gonna multitask and get the other blocks. Oh, we need waxed copper. Something cool I learned a little while back was that instead of placing the blocks to wax them, you can actually just craft them. Okay, next we need gold. Let's go to the gold farm and quickly craft all of these up. The final thing we need are these, and I'm gonna just steal these from the Castle Island. I literally don't have enough time anymore. Okay, moment of truth. Yes! Let's hope I have enough of these oxidized. Yes, there we go. All of the blocks are checked off, and I just have to build everything. It's literally 5 p.m. though, I have seven hours. So I have all of the items moved over here to the platform, and we're just gonna take a little bit of everything in the inventory. Okay, so let's start with the helicopter. Here are the legs of the copter. This is the winch. But yeah, that's the first one done. I feel like this is straight out of the movie. I can't pause for too long though, I gotta keep going. The second one is finished. Actually, I think I can build these quicker if I make all of them at the same time. And there it is, the final helicopter is finished. It's 7.36 p.m. right now, time for the dropship. I don't have enough of the calisite. Um, Geode, please, yes, yes. Let's pray I have enough of the items. Yes, I'm done with the ship. It just turned 9 p.m. I got three hours. All right, time for the banshees. Wait, 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 no. I don't have any of the glowing item frames. Ah, squids. That's good, good, let's go, come on. And yes, that's the first one done. Dude, I'll have to admire this later. Those are all of the banshees coming in from the left. I gotta do a whole bunch of them coming from every single direction. There we go, all of the blue ones are done. Time for the last one. Yes, dude, this feels unreal. And these are the final trapdoors. Oh my gosh, I need to clean up. First of all, this platform needs to go. Okay, now to get rid of these beacons, let's just use TNT, it's the quickest method. Final thing, then we're done. This portal needs to be relocated to a permanent spot. And there it is. The final thing is finished.
I gotta be honest with you guys about this video. I lied to you. I didn't actually survive 10,000 days. I actually survived 10,700 days. Please don't be upset with me. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed the complete recap of my story from day 1 to 10,700. Don't forget to subscribe. Goodbye.